Lower Your Volume contains sometimes graphic and often explicit content. That being said, some episodes are not for everybody, so listener discretion is advised. And as always, spoilers ahead. Madison Fry. And this is Lower Your Volume. We are a literary podcast where we chat about books and talk way too loudly. And it has been a minute since we had a clean read of the intro. So I'm proud of me because Madison always is on part point and I'm not. So I got it. <laughs> I have things that um, I have to do before we jump into any like fodder, but um first things first we have a new patreon supporter um yeah her name is megan clark so thank you megan for donating to the podcast um megan currently donates at our five dollar tier and if you're unfamiliar with it that's like our bibliophile tier and you get access to our minisodes and our discord um which we're having our mm-hmm. first like official discord chat with both megan and danielle um sunday at five so if you are interested in joining our Discord and you're like a listener of the show, you can join our Patreon at the $5 tier and we can get you in there before Sunday. So um, there is an announcement pinned to our our Patreon that has like the Discord info because we are really mm-hmm. unsure of how to get like the connection from Patreon to Discord. And right now we're doing like this roundabout way where like I go in and add you. So mm-hmm. um, if you do join within the next like couple of days and you want to be on for Sunday um there's just like steps in there that say like how to like get into the discord chat but basically you're going to have to like message us your username so mm-hmm. i would recommend if it's like friday and you're listening to this episode and you want to be on the discord for a sunday that um you make sure you message us on like instagram or like somewhere easy for us to get access to we're not always on patreon we're mostly on we are mostly on um, Instagram and like email more frequently than we are Patreon. So um, that mm-hmm. would be the thing that I would say. Um, and then the second thing for today before we jump into like our normal banter is our lovely Patreon supporter, Danielle, and like just absolute gem of a person has uh, her store, Coops Resin Kisses, makes these gorgeous bookmarks. And I think they're like thumb placeholders. I don't know what to call I, them. They're, I think they're like... They, like, hold your page open. Honestly, they look like bookish ninja stars. They I won't do. lie. I love mine. For a long it's time, great. I thought they were a type of weapon. I mean, you could use it as a type um, of I weapon. I did not know they were meant for books. I literally just thought that a lot of books people were, like, in with the self-defense. You know what? We all should be in with the self-defense. The amount of fantasy books that teach us self-defense in, like, roundabout ways. Like, we could totally do that. Um, but Danielle just added new bookmarks. Like bookmarks, I think is like the brand new item. Like we got a sneak peek of them. Did you know? And mm-hmm. I, I should have known. Obviously, it's moon phases on our bookmarks. But yes, they're it's, they're night court themed. Yeah, it's Acomoff. I was like, oh my god, Danielle, I'm she, dumb. Nicole, she said it in the note. She did. Did I read? Yes. The note? I don't even know where the note is. Now I feel like shit. I'm so sorry, Danielle. I love you so much, <laughs> queen of my life. 
so yes, Danielle's book, uh, Danielle's book, Danielle's store, Coop's Resin Kisses. Um, you can find her. It's like E Faturated Reads, not Infaturated. It's like E F A T U R E D Reads. Um, that's like her name on. That's her like normal bookstagram handle. You can find her there, and then find her by Coop's Resin Kisses the other way, or you can just go to Coop's Resin Kisses on Instagram, and that's the store that sells all of the bookmarks and. Uh, products that she has so you can go do that and I told her we would plug it because she's awesome and we love the I love them I think the bookmarks are so cute and I honestly cannot wait to get some of her new designs do in fact know that my dyslexia currently hits the hardest reading people's usernames yeah because I've literally been sitting here like coopers and kiss like (laughs) I hear you I honestly Mm -hmm. um that's that's a fair point because uh dyslexia doesn't it mostly in your brain when you're trying to like suss out reading as opposed to the other area you think from your left thigh okay (laughs) (laughs) don't be an asshole i didn't mean to make it sound like that my main thing was like questioning um is it harder for you with dyslexia when you're trying to think out the word in your brain versus seeing it on the page I typically, if I'm going to spell a word, I have to type it or write it out. Okay, so it is harder for you to, like, visualize it in your brain before, like, yeah. doing something with yeah. it. Yeah, they. I remember doing a thing once. There was this person who, like, kids with dyslexia, like, my mom was very in with the crowd with, like, all the different, <laughs> you know, like. Sounds, sounds so we very high. Like, dyslexia, like, workshops and, like, yeah. different sort of things. And, like, we knew other kids with, like, dyslexia, like, you know how like communities that are actually like certain communities like they actually have like groups and like you know people within the community in some ways like oh, whether you mean, like, that's like, a deaf like community like, or like yeah or like or like um like people like like really for life type people who like have relatives who have had like cancer mm-hmm. so like you know people within this community yeah my mom's part like, of like several breast cancer survivor groups and shit like yeah they're first of all i i'm sorry to apologize to anybody else who has dyslexia who feels like there does need to be a need for this community i do not feel like there needs to be a dyslexia community but whatever um <laughs> but i also know that other people struggle with it more than i do because i like kind of went to a thing when i was young to like there are a lot Rewire of there the people brain. that have, yeah, there are a lot of people that, not a lot of people, there are people that can grow out of it, quote unquote, or like grow yeah, with well, it, maybe is a better word. Yeah, well, because I think it's growing out of it. It's more of, um, like, basically, I went to this thing, it was like a week, where I went to this, th- I literally got off of school to go do this, where basically this lady helped me, like, rework how I pictured, like, and understood letters. Yeah. So, like... Every day, part of my, like, task was to take, like, modeling clay and, like, make the letters, like, physically. It would be interesting anyway. for you and Steven to talk about that because his second grade teacher, Mrs. Cardi, shout out if she ever listens to the show, she basically did something similar to, like, that effect. I, you should talk to him. I don't know yeah. what it was because, like, I wasn't really involved in his life at that point mm-hmm. in time. He was, like, seven and mm-hmm. I didn't care. Um, yes. <laughs> he was seven and I just didn't give a shit. I was 13. I did mm-hmm. not care. Could care less. Um so, uh, you, it'd be interesting for you guys to talk about that. I wonder if it was similar, like, things that you guys had to do. Anyway. Yeah, it was it was very interesting. I do also know that it was during that week that I saw Sky High for the first time. Um, <laughs> I love that movie. Because this lady, she worked out of, like, her home office. And it was, like, one of those houses that was, like, on, like, a suburby type street. But then there was just, like, a giant field in the backyard. I mean, truly, like, 
so much property. Like, it must mm-hmm. not have been, like, developed or anything behind it. Um, and they, like, down the hill had a trampoline. And when I, like, got my little, like, lunchtime, <laughs> I would go and, like, jump out on the trampoline. And I was the only kid, like, obviously. And so I'd go jump out on the trampoline. And I distinctly remember after I saw that movie, it was on Tuesday night because it was free Tuesday kids movies. And my mom took us to go see it. And um, I truly, every single day, pretended that I was training in Sky High. I loved that movie, and I will forever be mad at Disney for peace. not taking the opportunity to expand that, like, series. Like, that could oh have God, been a franchise. Oh, my God, a Sky High franchise? Yeah, that could have been a whole franchise. Would like, have been fucking amazing. Are you isn't kidding it, me? Isn't a it show? Like, isn't it some type of comic or book, something like that? Isn't that the concept behind it? Wasn't there something else behind it before just Disney took it over? I feel Let's like that's a thing that just happens out. with Disney quite a bit. It's like, oh, this is cool. Let's take it over. Sky High source material. <laughs> source material. Uh-huh. Um, no, I literally think it was just an original. Oh, my God. Are you? Oh, wait. Yeah, no, I think it was just. An original idea. Okay, that's even better. Yeah. That's even better. Do you realize how fucking great that fucking show would have been? If it was not even a TV show. It could have been movies. It could have been multiple movies. Look at Halloween Town. That had multiple movies where they changed out Marnie halfway through. They changed out Marnie exclusively for the last one. They did. And it was weird because, I mean, I love Sarah Paxton. I really do. I loved her in Aquamarine. However, well, but she, it was weird. Are we... Yeah, it was Sarah Paxton, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I with thought it brown was just hair. a girl who looked like her. No, it was Sarah Paxton with brown hair. I don't know if they dyed her hair or if that's her natural hair color. I honestly like, don't really know what she looks like. Me off. But Sarah Paxton is one of those people that I remember from like my middle school years exclusively because of the movie Sleepover and Aquamarine. Because she was Aquamarine in Sleepover. So hard. Oh, it, Aquamarine did clap super Sleep- hard. Which one was the one which one was the movie where the girl had to go sit in the brother's closet? The Brothers Closet. Oh my God! There was a movie that like definitely involved like a sleepover and dares and stuff. No, that was and sleepover, the... but I don't know if they were in the Brothers Closet. No, no, there was another one because there was also that movie called Triple Dog that okay. had Britt Robertson in it, and it was definitely like Loki a murder mystery, whatever. I didn't watch that one. Um, but one of those movies, they had a scene where one of the girls like her dare. She had like a crush on her on the other girl's older brother. Oh, and her dare very was similar. to like go hide in his closet all night. And then he, like, finds her, and I low-key think, now that I'm talking about it, that awoke something in me. Well, the, so I remember in Sleepover, it had, her name was Julie, but it was it was the girl from Spy Kids, Alexis uh, Vega, and <gasps> yes. I can't remember who the other it girl- It might be- you're, it's, okay, If you're what? thinking of it, it's close. She had to go, she had to go to her crush's house, and he was having, like, a party, which was another unrealistic high school trope, because he no, was a No, no, because it's not when she skateboards by, and they're like, who is she? Yeah, no, 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 no. There's not... a point, there's a point, though, in the movie where she has to go in, and he's in the shower, and she's like, oh my no, god, No, 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 it is not that. This girl is actively in his, this guy's, in underwear. this guy's closet, and he opens the door and is like, Yo, and she's yeah. Like, you're gonna have to send me that one. I would definitely hold, like hold that on. to awaken something <laughs> yeah, like, in me like, as I'm well. Interested? No, I am. I loved the movie Sleepover. Like Sleepover was a fucking banging movie. Like I'm Steve Carell was in I that movie. I honestly think like low key. Like I love action movies. I love fantasy movies. But my f- low key favorite type of movie is the one night movies. Yes, like yeah, or it's somewhat like coming of age. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Like, like yeah. one night, one night coming of age party movies. Yes. 
the, yes. the creme de la creme. I totally agree. I loved, God, I'm going to have to, I think Sleepover's on Netflix or some streaming service because I remember seeing it recently going, I fucking love this movie. I have to rewatch it. And here's the thing about Sleepover. I don't understand how, oh, 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 what's her name? Oh my God. Um, oh my God. Oh my God. Brie Larson is in Sleepover. Yes, she is. That's a literal action-packed cast of people. Fucking Evan Peters is in Sleepover. Alexis Vega, Sarah Paxton, Brie Larson, Steve Carell, and then that one guy who I know has been in other movies, the guy with the mole, who ends up being like her uh, her crush. The guy with the mole. The guy that she has the crush you mean on. me? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, you, Madison. Although, you guys do look kind of similar now that I'm looking at you. It's kind of weird. Hunter Parrish, Sam Huntington. Um, Sam Huntington was in that movie? Yeah, according to Google. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Am I thinking of the same person? Hold on. Wait, I this might be sleepover, but the part you're talking about is not the part I'm thinking of. Oh, Sam Huntington was her brother. Um The part that was in Sleepover that I remember is like she goes in there to like get his underwear cuz she has to get his underwear from they both do. It's part of like the list that they have to do and she gets uh-huh. it from his house before he goes to like the dance and uh Oh, she, I know the guy with the mole the you're talking about. He yes. was in Cheaper by the Dozen too. Yes. Thank you. I'm like you yes. know, Madison. Yes, you it's and like I, right it's like right there. Yes, you and I yeah, share one cute. brain cell and we collectively can figure yeah, this out. Hold on. I'll find his name real quick. I always forget that Evan Peters was in it too. I know. Well, and he's like uh, my Sean favorite. Ferris. Yeah, Sean Ferris. My favorite line from Sleepover is Evan Peters going, cha-ching, I found bras. That's literally my favorite fucking line from the whole movie. <laughs> I don't know why that line has stuck with me my entire life, though. I don't want user reviews. Give me the fucking Jane Lynch want- was in this movie, too. Jane yeah. Lynch is the mom. And then who's the dad? He's the guy that's on the Goldbergs. He's the dad in the Goldbergs. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I, he's so famous. It's not even funny. Goldberg, no, not Sun, Goldberg's movie or TV show. I love that TV show. I'm kind of sad that they canceled um, the other one with, I think it's AJ, not Allie. Um, <laughs> but Jeff, Jeff Garland is who I'm thinking of. That is the dad in Sleepover. But he's also on the Goldbergs. And I love the Goldbergs, like literally. Brothers Closet. This is gonna bother oh, me so much. Thank you, God. Also, they did they did renew the Goldbergs for a ninth season. If you don't watch the Goldberg Ma- Madison, I think <gasps> you would actually <gasps> like it. Oh my god! Oh my god! So I searched "Girl Is Dared to Hide in Brothers Closet." The oh, first did you get porn? hit. Yes, the first Before. the first hit was Triple Dog, which I think is the movie. So yeah, yeah okay. it was Triple Dog. I'm gonna have to see which that is, is like anywhere. really dark, and I don't remember it being like that. Oh my god! Yes, because one of the girls has to shave her head. <gasps> Wow, that is a yes. big cast of people. Triple Dog. Janelle Parrish is in it. it. Yeah, I'm Janelle Parrish. Yeah. Oh no, Triple Dog was like. I remember this watching came out in 2010, like, so we were freshmen. Yeah. yeah. Wow, it's on yeah, Amazon and I Prime. Oh, I can I rent it, it on Amazon too. Prime. Oh, I might. It, it I might do cuckoo, that later. It was a cuckoo bananas fucking movie. That's because awesome. It's like, yeah, some girl that <gasps> and Nolan Gerard Funk was the brother. Yes, yes, he's hot. Oh my god, and and that was like fresh off of like it was like maybe two years after um, <gasps> Spectacular, and I loved Spectacular. I still have the full playlist on my phone or the full album. Um, what's his name? Is oh my god, it I used Ivan to be or so is it Evan? To Nolan Gerard Funk. Is what? it Evan? Joe. 
Joigi. Oh my god, the guy from fucking Victorious. Isn't it Avon Joigi? Okay, yes, he's apparently in it. Yeah, Triple Dog. Triple Dog was like bananas. Okay, well, I think I'm gonna have to go and like watch Sleepover and then watch this and just like have one of those moments where like I'm pretending no, no, to no, be the main. This character. is not comparable to Sleepover. No, this I know it's not, but fuck. I'm gonna need to watch okay. it. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's yeah. on YouTube like... for free. What? No sleepover. Oh yeah. Damn. Okay, I'm gonna just have to like go through and and watch. That. Wait, Scout Taylor Compton. Hold on. Okay, crazy enough. Scout Taylor Compton, who played Liza in Triple Dog, also played Farah uh, in Sleepover. There is a there is this weird. Okay, I've always felt this way. There's this weird. <laughs> Like, okay, do that's you what our father how... for today is, is like one night, the one night uh, coming <laughs> one of age thing. Movie tro- yeah. <laughs> yeah, movie things. Okay. There, okay, there was this like weird group of people mm-hmm. in like the 2007 to like 2012 range. Okay. That there was this like specific group of people who were in like exclusively B grade movies. I like, know what you're talking okay. about. I know you know, exactly you know, what you're like, talking about. You know, okay, you know the girl who was Claire in The Click? Yes, yes. She's one of those actors. Yes, I totally where they agree. Were like, they were all, like, Alexa Vega was kind of in that group. Like, yeah, because just, like, she was, like, in Spy Kids as a child star, but then after, as yes, she grew up, she yes. wasn't in and anything like, bigger. There's this, like, chunk of people who, like, probably lived in those fucking apartments in L.A., like the Oaks yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, where all the child stars live. When they're like making, trying to you know make it or whatever with their parents. I did not realize that Bridget Mendler was Kristen in the Click. Mm. I oh did my God, not yes. realize and then the girl, that. And then that one girl, the one girl was um, uh, what's her name, Alicia? Yes, Samantha um, Buscarino. Yes, she's been in like a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's crazy going back and looking at movies that I grew up with where they felt like they were like my coming of age movies, even though I was not in that, you know, coming of age era that they were in, like as the stars Mm -hmm. were. And like looking at them and going, this movie shaped me. And I don't understand why. We just did that with The Sandlot. We just did that with The Sandlot 2 the other night. Oh, my God. Okay, Nicole and I watched The Sandlot the other day. The Sandlot 2. Specifically The Sandlot (laughs) 2. Oh, Sandlot 2. Sandlot 2. Well, we did Sandlot 2 because even though, like, Benny the Jet Rodriguez is, like, okay. Beautiful. As a child, he was clearly, like, more attractive to, like, me as, like, a seven-year-old. Yes. I was When I was seven, (laughs) I looked at him and was like, I want to marry that man. I was like, oh, my God. But, but the fact that... David Durango had a relationship with Haley. Yes. Made that movie the winner. And like, even though Benny the Jet Rodriguez was hotter, right? David Durango was actually hotter because of how he was with Haley. And on top of that, it was like enemies to lovers. First of all, so you know we were all yes. over that. And, shit. and like, I'm talking in like a past tense sense. Oh yeah, like, well, as when a we child were, when we were kids, because that like, movie came out when I when yeah when I was like eight. I, I want to like, say oh that the God, Sandlot two came out in 2005. Um, you can catch the guy who played David Durango as the glimpse of Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian. In the like, which we most, looked up and found out in the most recent season, The Mandalorian. Um, the crazy, crazy, crazy shit though about Sandlot Two was how much influence that played on Madison's personality in the rest of her <gasps> life. Like, oh my god, it was the feminist movie um, we did not know it was like in two thousand five, but like it literally was Madison's like okay. childhood. This. <laughs> 
literally that movie i can like pinpoint where my fucking like twin size bed was in my bedroom when i watched that movie for the first time <laughs> I because i used to <laughs> <laughs> we love we love memories where you can just pinpoint shit like scent memories no, okay sight memories things because, like that because okay so you know in my room no, nicole you know in my room where um the bath the, like door to the bathroom that i'm not allowed to use is um the one that's behind like, my bookshelf yes the one yes. that was behind the bookshelf yeah so before there was a bookshelf there my bed used to be like the back of my like twin day bed used to be like against that wall sometimes like you had a move tw- wait hold on you had a twin day bed yeah where it had like the little like arms and then it like pulled you it did was- oh my god yeah that just that makes so much sense for your life but like i didn't Why? know i don't know you just like ha- like Take this, take this not offensively. You just have a very rich lifestyle. And like, what, are you, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm sorry. I was lucky that I got a like actual wooden frame. I got a, I had a wood frame, but from the age of five till the age of 17. So like, I just like, I've all people that, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe no, I'm wrong. I had like my grandma, cause like when in my very first bedroom, we had like, purple wallpaper or whatever but then they made pillows for me to go along the back like it was like a little couch and then there was a trundle underneath so when people came over i could pull it out and like they could sleep on a mattress when they slept over um i love anyway. that see that's also that's very kit kitteridge of you you know how kit had that little uh sorry <laughs> although kit kitteridge was depression era so like didn't have any money kit what kitteridge kitteridge Kitteridge, 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 right? Hold on, wait a minute. No, not a chance. Kitteridge. I've never heard anybody else in my entire life. T E R D G E. Kitteridge. No. Say say the first syllable again. Say it again. Wrong. No, no. I need to know. Hold on. Now I need to know. Joan Cusack was in that movie. And so was oh, Chris no, it's O'Donnell. K-I-T-T-R-E-D-G-E. So it's yeah. Kit Kitridge. Kitridge. Kitter- no, Kitteridge. It's Kitteridge. No. It's no, Nicole, Kitteridge. there is no vowel between the last T and the R. Is that what I'm saying? <laughs> huh? In my mind, I'm saying it correctly. Like, in my mind, when I'm seeing the vowels and, like, the, the letters and stuff, the consonants, I swear to fuck, the T-T is, like, a Kitteridge. Like, Kitteridge. <laughs> <laughs> no, because even still, there wouldn't be a tur. Because there's no vowel. It'd be like tridge, tridge. It'd be kit kitridge. It's wow the way you'd be correctly pronouncing it based on how you're combining them. So even still, even now you're putting it together in your brain. You're still saying it wrong. This is the button thing all over again. This is my this is my other button thing. Okay, cool. Love that for me. Awesome. Kitridge. Kitridge. No. <laughs> wrong wrong i love Get that ready. video i don't know how i don't know how but tiktok tupperware ju- no. tiktok literally just gave me that video i swear to god i liked it before i do not know how i got it recently and like oh did not. sometimes i'll get shit again well like, sometimes but like okay. it doesn't say so I, I liked it oh i don't know i don't know at all anyway go ahead um all that to say I had um I had a trundle bed or whatever. Yes. And it was up against that bathroom door and I would sleep with my head at the window. Like 
towards the window. Okay. And I would sit and I would sit on my, I would like lay on my bed at night. I had a little like canopy. It was when I was in my room was like Costa Rican themed. Okay. Which now retro, like in retrospect, like doesn't seem very accurate, but my grandparents used to go to Costa Rica every summer and they brought back a lot of colorful things. So I basically like made That's it. That's a really just, like, cool thing. I don't have anybody that went to Costa Rica before. I don't know anybody that's done that. I can't imagine a lot of people do. <laughs> I feel like Costa Rica is a like place that people go visit, right? Yeah, they Am had friends. They had friends that lived down there, so they'd go down oh, nice. there every summer. Um, but they would like just bring me back colorful things. So in reality, I was basing it off of like the souvenirs my grandparents brought me from Costa Rica. It wasn't like Costa Rican themed, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. Um, but I would lay there in my bed at okay. night, and I would think about David Durango. <laughs> And in my ears from my little pink iPod, my little pink iPod Nana with the little swirly swirl yep. thing, mm-hmm. I would I had play one as well. um, Natasha Bedingfield's album that had it written on it, like Wild Horses. Oh, yeah. Just, Great song. Wild Horses. <laughs> I, I, a bunch of people, when that song came out, did you. that for um, like young, I would call them like the 11 to 13 category for lyrical at like dance competitions. I'm so sorry. For, like, I'm still solid... thinking about the fact that you've been calling your kid Kitter. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. No, um, fine. It just to my, it I'm going to have to go watch that, that movie thing. now again too. So I can hear her name pronounced correctly over and over until I get it right. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So that, that year that that song came out, well, realistically the next couple of years that that song came out, so many people did that. And one year alone, I listened to that song six times in one dance comp. So one weekend. And I almost threw myself off the balcony because it was just like, I it, literally people are lovely and beautiful dancers, but the uh-huh. same fucking song over and over again is just so tedious. It's not even funny. And he oh, yeah. boozle. Um, well, I have I was... something that I have to ask you. And I don't know if you're going to know this. This is going to be one of those w- weird niche things that I'm hoping you do since you're kind of game savvy. So we're going to see how this goes. Have you watched Markiplier? play um from dusk till dawn is that what it's called i do watch markiplier i've not watched him play that game okay it's one of those horror games so i don't know if like you would watch yeah, it i only watch when he plays five nights at freddy's i love the five nights at freddy's one um but this one i specifically remember watching sophomore year of college with my old Was roommates when they had i love his voice if marion listens right now i have no idea if she'll be listening but like my my old roommate marion lived in a different apartment our so- my sophomore year like her and my one roommate corinne moved in together mm-hmm. and so we would go over there me and nick <laughs> every Thursday night, and we would go and watch them watch him play this. Anyway, Hayden Panettiere is in it, okay, as like herself, sort of not herself, but like you know whatever. Yeah, um, they use her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are like this. They did for um Remy Malik too. Like he's he's one of the yeah. main people in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a weird question though. So, do you know the TV series from Dusk Till Dawn? It sounds familiar, yes. It looks like it was on Netflix, and I'm trying to figure out, based on the Wikipedia page, I cannot 100% determine whether or not this is based on the game. However, it does say that it, like, it says that it's an American horror television series developed by um, Robert Rodriguez. It forms part of the franchise of film, direct-to-video, comic, and cult following from Dust Till Dawn. So let me just click on this real quick. No, yeah, it's not, it's not the same thing. So I honestly just don't know if they're, like, the Wait, same when did title the show came out 2014 so maybe not i don't know when that game came out though well the okay so there's a book then there's a movie okay 
And then there's the TV show. <laughs> the only Hold, reason okay. why I went here was because From the Dawn girl may also re- Okay, so there's a film written by Quentin Tarantino, directed by Robert Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And there's a video game, a book. Okay, so it must look, let me click franchise. The only reason why I clicked on this was because, um, why did you? The girl, the girl who played Ruthie in the Kit Kitteridge movie, Kitridge movie. That's it. American Girl Dolls banned. (laughs) American Girl Dolls banned forever. Um, no, not actually, because they're they're really they're really inclusive. Honestly, like the I don't know if you saw the whole thing that people were. There was like a whole shit show of people like trying to cancel American Girl Dolls. And, like, there were a bunch of people that came back and were like, listen, listen to me very carefully. These Why were they trying to cancel American Girl Something dolls? about them not being inclusive. And they were like, this is literally one of the most inclusive doll brands on the market. Like, literally. Like, some of the stories that they tell are stories that are, like, they, they literally go and talk to people that lived the lives or, like, talk to historians that know mm-hmm. this these inf- the information that they put into the books. Like, there's, like, legitimate, like, consultations that happen. It, whatever. Uh, anyway. The girl who played Ruthie in the movie, the Kit Kitter, the Kit, whatever. Kit Ridge. Kit Kit, 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 like Ice Planet Barbarians. Yes, yes. Ridge, like on their bodies. Kit Ridge. Kit, Kit Ridge. Okay. <laughs> Ruthie, her best friend, was played by yes. Madison Davenport. And Madison Davenport happens to be in the TV series from uh, Dust Till Dawn, which got me down this spiral. And anyway, I also saw somebody on TikTok today playing a video game, um, very similar to Five Nights at Freddy's, called um, I'm on Watch or on on Watch. It's you have to watch the you have to watch this house, and it's a like this house has like anomalies that pop up every now and then. So like ghosts and shit and then like shit moves around and you have to report the anomaly and it's kind of like freaky i'll I'll send it to you if you want to ever watch it but um i'm i'm very much into and i don't know why watching people play scary jump scare horror games like that that's the only one that i watch though i don't know why i literally only watch five nights and freddy's i love those i love i don't even know why i don't like i don't really oh i do sometimes watch people play silent hill I love watching people play Silent Hill. I don't know why that one's another one that I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll watch that instantly. But, like, typically I'm not one to watch people play a video game. Yeah, me either. But, I mean, you know, sometimes you just got to – sometimes you just got to kill time. Yeah. Um, I feel like there was something else that I had to tell you. I don't know. Um, Oh. I – listen, I love the color green. I love having my nails be the color green. But anytime I take the nail polish off, it looks like I'm a fucking corpse. Because, like, the edges of my nails are, like, all, like – I don't know if you can see that at all. Yeah, I did. I did. But they're see like it. fucking green. I look like and a corpse, I, like corpse bride. Like yeah, I look like should, I'm you fucking should totally, rotting. Should totally cut this, but uh, or maybe not. Maybe just bleep it. Uh, like Jackie. Oh my god, fucking right. <laughs> Cuckoo bananas. Um. Okay. That shit was insane. Uh, but yeah, no, that I was just. Ugh, I have so many words. We've digressed so for a while. Do you want to jump into the book? The books, yeah. plural, the end of these books. Do I really need to, do I need to read, what, the thud? Yes, I wasn't expecting it. Do you need to read the backs? I don't think so since we did it the last time. 
that's kind of what I'm feeling like. If because, you, like, if you're listening to this one, yeah. you probably already have listened to either the first episode or you already know about the books. Yeah. Like, you know, you know I what would, they're about. I would highly recommend if you're listening to this one and did not hear our thoughts on the first one that it's probably a good idea to go back and listen to the thoughts on the first one. That's This correct. episode will still be here if you listen to the first one and need to come back. So don't worry. Yeah, these aren't time-sensitive things. They're not time-sensitive. Um, the fact that it's taken us almost a full year plus to get through all of the Tower of Dawn books on this podcast is enough information the for you The Tower to know. of Dawn books. This is Kale's series now. <laughs> it's Kale's. It's just I'm, my brain. A it's full, Kale's world and we're just living we're in it. We're living in it. Um, okay. So we ended in chapter 32 for Empire of Storms and we ended in chapter 35 for Tower of Dawn. Does that sound about right? I think that's about I, right. I blacked out during that sprint. I blacked so out. So I couldn't the, tell you. The fact that the Empire of Storms sprint as... Oh, God. Oh, God. The fact that the Empire of Storms... I also read Gods and Monsters, like, midway through the sprint, so I yes. don't necessarily remember a lot of the first front well, half of it. The thing is, is it's been a minute since I've actually read this, too. Except um, for except for the sea, the sea battle happens. Okay, the like, sea battle happens. In the, I remember, in the too, as they're on the boat... I mean, I think a lot of the sprint starts off with them in... The Pirates Cove in the, in, yeah, in the, Skulls Bay with thank Ralph. You. Pirates Cove. Pirates Cove. <laughs> Pirates Cove at Disney World. Um, Pirates Cove. They, Disney Sarah J. Moss said, fuck it. I know I put this in like a normal, like fantasy, high fantasy world, but you know what? For this specific scene, we're going mm-hmm. to fucking Disney World. Also, um, listen, I I love Sarah J. Moss. I thoroughly enjoy her writing, I thoroughly enjoy her books. The more I read this series, the more I'm like, this is just, I know it's with Cinderella. No, bitch, this is Lord of the Rings no, and you I, and I both know. I think a lot of people have, a heart have on that. Mm-hmm. For Legolas, which is why you made three of the main male characters at some point have long whitish blonde hair with like fucking shit in it. No, you're absolutely correct. Years. No, you're absolutely correct like, because there's no way. And, there's no way. And like, and like Lorcan is so clearly Aragorn. <laughs> like, <laughs> like... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're telling me that he's not going to take, like, a bowl from, like, a little lead and go. I guarantee you that the last time we recorded the podcast for this specifically, you said that. Because I remember having to I'm, go and, like, like, cut a little bit of the, um, the dead air out because you were showing me what that he did because I have never seen it. You know what I mean? Anyway. Um, yes. But I, I truly agree That's with right. you. And I think a lot of people have said this series is so... I think partly because it's very band, you know, uh, it's ensemble an epic piece. fantasy. Exactly. It's an epic fantasy epic with an ensemble. Fantasy. And it's, they literally have their their fellowship is just the court. It's and it's honestly it's lovely. I love this series. I really do. Um, the one thing that I remember from beginning of Skulls Bay area is that you have Dorian and Rowan are trying to like get Ralph to do all the stuff and selena comes in and she's she's aelin is selena right <laughs> wait 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 wait. say his name again dorian ralph it's ralph no. yes rolf right <laughs> like wolf but like little wolf. ralphie ralph. little ralphie with a little baby gun <laughs> i've always maybe it's i can't get that like Maybe it's my no, accent. No, you're fine. You're fine. I, I just like cuz I just tried to do it again and I said Ralph anyway. Rolf. Rolf. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that sound so wrong when you say I it? think it's my accent. I think it's my accent, man. I think it's my Rolf. Midwestern Michigan accent. Rolf. Ah, 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 ah. Rolf. <laughs> Rolf. 
balls. Say the first syllable again. Tub? You're wrong. Okay, okay, okay. I do love, I will say, one of my favorite scenes in that sprint is is Aelin being Selena again. I love when she goes back into the Selena personality for just like a wee bits of time. I know it's bad. You're just thinking about me saying Rolf, aren't you? No, no, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about her like su- like switching like the fucking oh, face yeah. guy, <laughs> fucking. Um, um, she's I think she's very Halloween. interesting as yes. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, the guy that's got the two faces, the one on the front, and one the one the mayor. Back. Yeah, the mayor. He's he's the sad face and the happy face. Is that what it is? Yes. Anyway, um, I love I really 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 love that whole thing because I think she's. She's an interesting character. I love the part where she looks at Rowan and she's like, now who might you be? <laughs> he's like, I'm mm-hmm. taken. And she's just like, hmm, she must be really beautiful. I'm like, you're such an She asshole. literally walks in and is just like. <laughs> <laughs> this is also the section I'm pretty sure. Let me just confirm. I'm pretty sure they have sex. In, yeah. Chapter 38 is when they have sex because I still have it dog-eared. Um, yeah, but they do it after the whole battle. They do. I, okay, you had asked about Lysandra and what she was going to turn into, and we found out it was I a knew sea she dragon. Was do it. And you asked about the Mycenaeans and if they were coming back, and you were very right, they did come back. Um, I think it's really cool how much outside of Throne of Glass, like, timeline. So, like, Throne of Glass, if you were to start, like, at age 18 for Selena Aelin, uh, 17 ish, 18. Um, if you start that point through the rest of the series, right, there's so much other additional history. Like, the Mycenaeans you never hear about until, like, this book, right? Like, I'm not wrong, right? And I think it's so cool that she's, like, in her brain, like, Sarah's like, no, I know everything about this world. I know everything about this world. I made it. I Mm -hmm. conquered it. I literally know everything about it. I don't know why that just, like, gives me such a hard-on, but it does. (laughs) It really does. Yeah. I can't explain it. Um, I do think that Lysandra is one of my favorite characters purely for the fact that she can shapeshift the way that she does. Um, it's absolutely she's insane. She's a riot of a time. Yeah, she's also um, incredibly beautiful, and I'm so fucking jealous. <laughs> it's... It's the scene where Adium pulls her back from the edge of being the monster for me. I totally agree with you because when he's, he's like i'm gonna marry you <laughs> my like, favorite ah. thing is when he says this would be my last hunt and i was like okay that's kind of hot yes. i'm not gonna lie yeah that's i'd be like hot. listen listen now, granted, listen. i am not the biggest adian fan and i will never preach to i me. know you aren't but i'm like but but he's hot no i get it i mean as we talked about earlier gabriel gabriel's daddy like he's hot. listen listen <laughs> You got a lot more Gabriel this book, Madison. How do you feel? I am pleased, and I'm even more <laughs> pleased to know. So jumping ahead a little here, because I'm, I'm assuming everybody's read this book. The fact that in the next one, the like little, um, let's Padre. say tracking group, sure, just yeah. for you know, a little, little, little bit of spoiler free, um, is a lead. Mm-hmm. So like who I who I wish to be giant boobs can't walk right. <laughs> <laughs> giant boobs can't walk right has a seven foot man that male that's literally just constantly can barely with read. <laughs> as a <Wow>. reading disorder, <laughs> um, can't read at all, Madison. She can't read. Period. Um, that is one of my favorite parts. Just that saying. she can't anyway, read. Period. Okay, so 
but or the, the fact, period. Never mind. No, it it's mm, no. It's when she, when he's like, "I'll get you a map," and she's like, it "Wouldn't be fucking any use anyway." And he's like, "What?" And she's like, I "Can't fucking read." <laughs> it's and literally your like, favorite ah. thing in the world. It's like that little bit of guilt that's not exactly guilt, but it's like very much like a stab at him. It's like it's I like I like, pre, what is it? Presumptive guilt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when somebody makes an ass- or like assumptive, I guess would also be because like presumptuous and then like assumptive are like kind of the same thing. But like that guilt when somebody assumes something about something, yep. somebody, and then they're like, no, you're wrong. Yeah. Kind of like Alan with the whips and stuff. And then like literally every romance book ever. Like, yeah, I will never get over the scene where Rowan has been such an asshole to her, and then he sees the thing on her back, and, and then he's, he's like, just got to go fly it out. He's got to go fly it out. The number of times that Rowan has to fly it out in this book is kind of impressive. Oh, oh though, I'm not gonna lie, jerk it off like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> just, go, just go, just do it, just do it, just do it, <laughs> just nobody's, do it. Li- literally. Like, nobody's going to judge you if they smell yeah. it on you, which they will. Yeah, they <laughs> like, all, that's the other thing that's really weird to me. The number of smells people notice. The number oh of smells. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I would be so thrilled to be a human because the just, like, odorlessness <laughs> of the world. <laughs> like, I love the Faye. Like, I love how Faye in this book is almost very different than how Crescent City and Ekotar. I mean, they're similar, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're very similar. However, they still are very, like... Um, Maybe call it terrestrial because, like, they're maybe not terrestrial, prehistoric. I don't know. They're like the oldest version of Fae, in my Medieval. opinion. There you go. That's a better word. Um, uh-huh. Obviously, we've talked about this before. We're like, Throne of Glass feels more like Renaissance. <laughs> well, no. No, 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 no. It's medieval. It's then, medieval. Then, then Ekotar is like Renaissance. Ekotar is Renaissance. And then Crescent And then City you have like, it's like it's modern, modern day. It's urban. Right. It's urban. Yeah. So, like, the thing is. And we're going to talk about this in, like, two like, weeks. Like, Ekotar, Ekotar is very, I know, I know this is, I think it's technically still considered, like, in the medieval, like, Ekotar? you know, Middle Ages type thing. No, no, no. Oh. It feels so very, like, Medici's in Florence. Okay. Okay. Is it because of, like, the way that, like, Valeris is the set The beautiful up? city. Okay. And, okay. Like, I wondered if that's and, where like, you were going we're all that. here. It's, like, political games, but not, like, <laughs> political sure, games. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. Like, it's more this of, is, like, 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 more, like, They're constantly century. fighting. This is more, like, this is more, like, like, um, oh, was the wrong one? <laughs> <laughs> Picks up Tower of Dawn, not even set in the same area. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one feels more to me like Empire Storms is the one I'm holding yeah. up. Um, Th- Throne of Glass, yeah. season one Outlander. Ekotar, season two Outlander. Okay, hear me out. Here's another thing, though. Throne of Glass, season, uh, well, maybe it's not season one, but it's um, the white, the white princess. The white queen. No, the Rock white princess. Ekotar, hmm. Maybe, maybe a little bit more Spanish princess. I don't know. The thing Mm -hmm. is, is like, I think this could probably closely relate some of the shit that's going on with like Henry VIII, not Henry VIII, but like the way that they fought in the white princess with all the like crazy battle at the very end of that season. It's very, it's very, no, you want to know what it is. It's, this is season, season, book, movie one, Chronicles of Narnia, see, ep, See, <laughs> movie See, two Chronicles <laughs> of Narnia is Ekotar. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Absolutely. Because it Oh my god, there's an audio on TikTok audio. I'll have to send it to you where it's like, what are you doing? Are you are you building Legos? Are you and he goes blah 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 and I'll send it to you. It's super funny. Anyway, I agree with you. Um but my in terms of the reason why we got here was about the talking of the Fae and the smells. And yes, very weirdly, I just I don't know why, but like it's weirder to me in Throne of Glass than it is in Agotar. Like, it feels weirder to me since so many people are not okay. Fae, maybe? Right. So, follow-up question. Yeah. A la, from Blood and Ash, what do you think your Fae scent would be? Like, what do you think people would smell and be like, it's oh Nicole? I don't know. Because <laughs> my, like, my, like, my actual answer is I really do, I think I would smell like my perfume. I think or I smell more I do, like laundry detergent. I know that sounds weird, but like I smell pretty like. I also think I kind of smell. I smell pretty like warm. I feel like. I, you do no. You have a very warm smell. I I, I think honestly this is gonna sound you. so bad. I probably smell more like mildew, and I hate my life for it. <laughs> Let me explain. Oh my God, I, I live in a basement. Like, I'm probably smelling mildew. Somebody confirm. Somebody who knows me confirm. I mean, Madison's not partial. So what like, am I? Chopped liver? Can you confirm? Well, no, I don't really pay attention to your scent. Oh, Madison, I pay attention to your scent. I know what you smell like. You smell lovely. Madison's beautiful smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh my god, do not compare me to your mother's armpits. Oh my god, fuck off. Um, Zach has a particular throw, Throwback, if you know the reference Mama's Beautiful smell, <laughs> leave you're a review. A, you're, a real, you're a real G if you know that. You're an OG if you you're remember Mama's OG. Beautiful <laughs> Those were during the Carval episodes. Those were during the Carval episodes, which is fucking insane. Bananas Mama's bullshit. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, I don't know. I honestly, I genuinely know that it sounds weird that I probably smell like mildew, but I do think that like because of where I live in the basement, I just don't think my clothes stay smelling clean all the time because I think like I just like the smell lingers down here. Mm-hmm. It really does. Like it sucks. I'm like sick right now, sort of, because of the fact that like I live in a basement and the weather has been changing in Michigan so fucking frequently that like I just cannot. Mm-hmm. My my allergies cannot like handle this my sinuses i meant not my allergies my allergies are causing my sinuses to be bad any hoozle um good look for you thank you okay the scene the battle scene where she basically oh whoa 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 we gotta go back what because all that to say a lead is traveling oh yes with 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 my dream foursome me so me as a lead Mm -hmm. and then like Rowan, Lorcan, Gabriel. Listen, I get it because <gasps> Rowan, Lorcan, and then Fenris. Although, yeah, Rowan, Lorcan, and then Fenris would definitely be my dream foursome. I'm oh, not gonna lie. Uh, but here's the thing: you and I Fenris both is know a they wolf, would, Madison. They would dominate him, though. He's Olaf in this situation. That's fine. That's totally fine with me. I love reverse harems where they have that whole situation where the guys start doing stuff with the other guys. That's yeah. one of my favorites. No, no, no. I want <laughs> like the three most aggressively dominant. I will say, I think part of the thing that I love about Fenris oh is God. Fenris sounds like he's a watcher. <laughs> Fenris is absolutely a watcher. Fenris is all is very much the guy who watches in the closet. He's the voyeur. Absolutely. 
Ew, don't, no, it, you made it weird when you put him in the closet. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not actually going to go in the it closet. It was fine, but... it was fine. Also, I my, I think my nasty face scent would be caprese salad. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I can never eat one ever again now, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you. I, I think they'd be but... like, mozzarella pearls. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Fuck you! Oh my god! That's horrible! I can never eat one ever again. Now, you know what though? You know what though? Mine would be anapasto. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so so what I'm hearing is that we both would smell like the two salads that we got. Yeah, on Saturday night. Yeah, absolutely. I would be like a little bit of Italian dressing, um, very much a hard salami, (laughs) a little bit of prosciutto, um, pepperoni, (laughs) (laughs) and then um. Like it's oh, and I'd smell like and I'd smell like fruity tums. <laughs> when you offered me tums this weekend, I went, "No, I'm sorry, I don't have stomach issues like you do." I honestly, I laugh have. My I just off. sometimes certain. Here are my tums. I ASMR. have. I literally because we're bringing this up and because you're bringing up the tums. My th- please don't eat that like it's candy. Please don't eat that like it's candy. Please don't eat that like it's candy. Oh my First god! All, <laughs> I'm not eating it like it's candy. I have a chai and chai gives me acid reflux. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I have not mentioned this before on the podcast, but I've mentioned it in passing to you and other people. I am obsessed. It's a drug. I can't eat it like candy. Yes, you could. People eat those melatonin gummies like it's candy. Oh, and it's so <laughs> different, man. It's my favorite thing I've ever. I love watching those videos. Okay, real quick, and then we'll go back to the book. I've not said this on the podcast, but I've definitely mentioned to you in passing. I cannot stop watching the restock TikToks. And Zachary today goes, hey, you should clean out our mini fridge, which we have not opened since 2019. And uh, <gasps> <laughs> he goes, you should clean out the mini fridge and then restock it that way. No, I'm sorry. You don't deserve an imposter salad. You smell like that. That is so <laughs> gross. <laughs> Listen, I don't think there's anything really in there. I think there's just some like leftover like things that just need to be thrown out nothing that would probably like it doesn't have a smell so like it's not anything bad yeah if they've been in there since 2019 they probably do need to be thrown out oh no they absolutely do it just needs to be like really like thrown out thrown out cleaned out deep cleaned and then we can like restock it but you guys know I'm disgusting. Like, there literally was... <laughs> poor Megan. Like, literally, she was messaging me the other day. And I was like, oh, girl, wait until you get to the episode where I gagged because of what was in my garbage. She goes, no, that's the episode I'm currently on. And she was dying of laughter, um, which I get. I'm I'm pretty <laughs> disgusting. I get it. But I'm in a relationship, so I feel like I can just mention that shit on the podcast. So Madison could never. <laughs> nope. Could not be Madison me. could keep Some guy Madison literally, keeps that shit I was altogether. talking... I was talking to a guy on Tinder the other day, and he was like, yeah, so you like to, like, do, well, he's like, what do you like to read? And I was like, I like adventure romances, and I, and I said, oh, no, I said adventure, like, fantasy, mm-hmm. new, N-A-Y-A, I was like, in ridiculous romance books. And he was like, ridiculous romance books, and I went, yeah, and he's like, why do you read them? And I was like, well, if I'm being fucking honest, I've got a podcast now, so I like them. And he was like, what's your podcast called? And I said, nope. That is secret information that you do not deserve yet. Nope. And I said, I'm embarrassing on there. I'm very embarrassing. <laughs> no. You are, but like in the best way, right? But also, my thought is, if he really cares to find out, he'll go to my Instagram profile and figure it 100%, out. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's literally right in the bio. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, back to the story. So we talked about the Elite Lorkin, um, Gabriel, Rowan, through for something, which isn't even in this book. No, no, no. But we were talking <laughs> about Adian and Lysandra on the beach, and I loved Lysandra's sea dragon because it brought the Mycenaeans back, and it was super cool the mm-hmm. way that she ties all that in. That battle is very to me. Okay. Like, how did you picture the sea dragon? Because to me, it was just the Loch Ness monster. 
Um, I would say close, yes, but I also probably pictured it a little bit more like not a shorter not dark, neck. not dark green, but definitely more like uh like mystical color green, almost like oh, mine was like turquoise. Okay, yeah, that's kind of where I was thinking. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I pictured almost the sea wyverns that she's battling as, like, black, very dark-looking. And then, like, like her purpley. as almost, like, yeah, and then her almost as, like, a more beacon in, in the water. Because, like, like, they she had to have been able more to more tropical. Her. They were, like, freshwater. Right. And I don't know if I pictured her Loch Ness Monster style where she had, like, the body and the legs. But I did oh, picture her Oh, to me, it was more... the body with the fucking... I pictured her more like a serpent style where it was, like, lots of, like, rippling. Oh, like Haku? Yes, yes, a little bit more okay. like that. Um, and I don't know, like, if I do remember her mentioning that she had legs because she mentions that she has that mobility, especially because when she does it the second time, she changes up some of the design with right. like her tail because like she needed to like be able to like club the what is it? Club the what is the thing in the back of the boat, Madison? You're the boat expert. What's the thing that Rudder? she has to, Yes, she has to club the rudder, and the last time she did the tail, she got stuck in there a couple of times. So, I, overall... Oh my god, I hope she looks like this. That is dope as fuck. That shit's banging. The The scene that really gets me <clears throat> in that whole thing is when Lysandra, when they're panicking about Lysandra and Adian's on, like, the... Um, the tur- I guess it's the, the tower, the turret. It's not a turret. of the tower or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Where they have the thing that Sam used. Oh, God. Sam. That they had the thing that Sam used. Like, the little, like, uh, yeah. what the fuck? Harpoon. The harpoon. Um, harpoon! Harpoon! <laughs> I'm trying my absolute best here. Um, they have the harpoon, and Adian's panicking, and you know that Aelin's panicking, and you know that Lysandra's probably also panicking because... Basically a fancy crossbow. Right. But because... Lysandra takes out the fucking children, the little um, sea wyvern children, and the big sea wyverns are like, fuck you. I don't know why I had to do the arms. I don't know why I had to do the arms for you, but I had to do the arms. I'm so sorry. Fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) Slithering in like like I'm a goddamn... What what kind of stroke is this? I don't even know. I'm just going with it right now. I'm just going with it right now. It's a butterfly, maybe? It's literally called the fly. Okay, there you go. Called the butterfly. Yeah. Fly. I don't know if this was exactly you the go, proper technique, but whatever. <clears throat> no, you go, you go, you like push back mm-hmm. and then you, you have to like put your arms like this mm-hmm. and then you like with your palms facing forward and then you like swing your arms around and like go into the water and then like. And I'm then you not going like, to lie. I think the reason why I blocked that whole part out in free was because it was about Ray and I just didn't really like him as much. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't you ever disrespect Michael J. Tatum ever again. I'm sorry. I didn't say him specifically. I just said that the character. Well, anyway, always that character. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't live in a basement, so there are, uh, there are the flies. We have flies down here sometimes. Not flies, flies, but like fruit flies sometimes. Well, but they don't get in through your window. That's true. Okay. So loved the, loved the battle scene. I think the interesting thing about that is you can clearly tell this whole last part of the book is is made to drain Aelin to, like, the absolute minimum amount of power she can have. Like, the whole yes. thing where they're on the boat and, like, they ch- have to, like, chain her up and Rowan comes behind her, which is so fucking hot to me. Sorry about it. Um, And, like, they're watching... I think they're watching the shore and they're like Deanna, the god, the goddess Deanna, like in, in, inhabits her body for a minute. Like that whole that scene was, was crazy. The thing that freaks me out about it is it's like she's digging into her power and 
that allowed this goddess to come into her body? No. Excuse well, that's not me. What no. did it? It was the word key. Yeah, it was her use of the word yeah. key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like still, like she's like down deep in her power, not able to do anything. She uses the fucking word key and Deanna's like, ha ha, here I am, and like takes over her shit. Mm-hmm. That was fucked up. Um mm-hmm. The rest of the boat scenes are fine to me. Like, I mean, them traveling and stuff is fine. I don't really hate that. I know you had some shit going on. You were not happy with Aelin. Okay. Well, but also, they do bone before they leave. They do. And it's it, it's weird because the whole time he's like, I'm not going to take you up against a tree. And then he's like, tree. I'm not going to do it in a tree. But I will do it where you'll have sand up your ass for three days. <laughs> and this was funny. He really because... said, he really said, not bark, but sand. <laughs> this is funny because Madison and everyone on this show probably knows that I don't typically listen to sex scenes on audio. And this it's, one specifically, I don't know why. I had it's so to. fucking fun. It's not about the fact that it's fun or not. I just enjoy reading them more. Like how you had to read the thing with the marsh. Really? Because when I played 20 seconds of My Dad Wrote a Porno, you literally physically could not stand to be in the car. Yeah, that one was a little bit weird. I'm not going to lie. It was just, it was a little worse. Well, it was a little worse. That's that supposed to be weird. I know, Which also, I can't, if, I can't if anybody likes a good comedy podcast, you should listen to My Dad Wrote a Porno. That shit is fucking hilarious. I'm sure it is for some people. For me, I just can't get through it. Um... They do have sex. It's kind of hot. Not going to lie. It's weird, but it's hot because I think the idea that they're, I, like, both the same amount of power is what turns me on the most. Like, the way that they, like, describe... Don't get mad at me for that. Don't kink shame me. Don't look at me like that. That's not a That's not a kink. Okay, me getting turned on by it. Don't shame me for my, you know, what does it for me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Don't I shame me. I just am me. thinking about the fact that, listen, sure. Have sex in water, but you're doing it in salt water. Yes. Which is going to be even less of a fucking lubricant. Yeah, I don't really understand the whole schematics of that either. However, I will say the thing that makes me very pleased is when they do have like that mating bite or whatever that they do, which I think is a little bit different than what they, they don't do that in Agotar. And I definitely don't think they do that in Crescent City. Uh, well, they don't have fangs in Agotar. That too. That too. So that too. I was like, that'd be that'd be a pretty painful bite if you just mauled down with all of your teeth. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. That'd be a little bit weird. Um, like instead of two little pricks, it's just like, huh? You it's know? the whole crescent moon of your teeth. Ugh, that's yeah. weird. You're right. Anyway, um, I do like that. It, it just reminds you a little bit about the whole Fey thing with like when they but they put the salt water in it to keep the mark there, because like that's how it seals yes. that mark. I just like that. I don't know. That's one of those things. I just got in, I didn't get into an argument. I was very polite about it. Somebody said they don't like how Sarah J. Moss makes thick mates be, seem rare in all of her books and then they're not. And I was like, well, to be fair, I disagree with you because number one, especially at Ecotar, because that was the situation they were talking about, the Archeron girls are made by the cauldron or in, yeah, in the case of like they the- would have- they would make the most sense because mates. they're more blessed by the mother and the cauldron. Therefore- and just to remind everybody, Elaine is spoken for. Right. But also, it also is like you've only seen the main characters of the story have mates. You haven't seen the rest of the world have mates. Well, right. Because, like, from There's what thousands I of other people. Like, tons of other people don't have Like, yeah. fucking Alice didn't have one. Tamla yeah. doesn't have one. Like, yeah. Tarquin and Amran aren't. Like, Correct. Um, fucking Cres- Not Tarquin. Cressida Not Tarquin. doesn't have one. Not Tarquin. Huh? Not Tarquin sorry. and Amran. <laughs> well, Varian. But, sorry, Varian and Amron, but also Tarquin doesn't either. Tarquin doesn't um, either. You're right. You're absolutely <laughs> like, right. Like, I don't think, I don't think, um, 
Thiessen does either. I think they're no, just like No, that's just partners. lovers. Yeah, they're just lovers and yeah, partners. Yeah, Hallie and... Well, we're TBD we'll, on that one. We'll see. We're TBD. Uh, we're a little TBD. We'll see about that one. But like, but like, or sorry, Helian. I don't know um, how I'm ever going to get through that one. <laughs> well, and like, even Baron isn't. Correct. Like, Correct. It's like, mainly just, it's just your main characters of the just, story. Yeah, it's mainly like the, the, the main power players. Yep. Then like... The people who Kali- have... Kalias and um, Vivian, who easily and, could and, be more um, uh, powerful than we know. We haven't even gotten the rest of the series yet, so right. I mean, who knows? Well, and then on top of that, like Azriel and Gwyn, obviously. <laughs> right. We're not going <laughs> to listen. Don't come for us. Don't come for us. Wait until the book comes out, and then you can come for us. I'm and sorry. Tell the us fact that Sergeant Ma said you'll know by the end of no, the book. No, I know. It's, I know. Like, you it's know. very clearly Gwyn. I know. You know. That we're telling the truth, but regardless, um, that's a psych reference. Anyway, Resan's parents did, and Tamlin's parents did, but other than that, that's like it. And I know that seems like that's a lot of people, but again, we're talking about thousands and thousands of other people in this world. Thousands of people, literally. So, like, when people are like, mates are not that rare. It's like, no, mates are just not rare to the main cast, which makes sense yep. considering they're the people that are changing the world. That makes sense yes. to me. And if that doesn't make sense to you, I'm sorry. I I, I can't change the book for you. And well, Sarah's and not going to change it for you either. That's also, just what it is. Also, you're looking at how many individual people, but you have to consider that it's only pairings. Yeah. So, like, one pairing, two pairing. Like, you know, it's really not that many. It's not that many people. It's really not. No. It, whatever. Um, But in this story with with um, mates and shit and all and all the craziness that goes on mm-hmm. here... um. I, we're just going to say it now. If you didn't know that Rowan and Aelin are mates, I don't know how you missed it. Did you it. read the last book? Did you read any of these books? Because, <laughs> like, it's like, very, very clear. Very clearly. It's very, very clear. Clearly. And if you had read, I guess I could understand if you read Throne of Glass and this is the first time you've ever read any Sarah J. Moss books and you have no idea how her mating systems work. But if you've mm-hmm. read Akotar and you were surprised by the fact that Aelin and Rowan were mates... There was so many different things that they told you about mates in the Throne of Glass world in general for you to pick up on it. On top of the fact that they had a fucking bond already, a la Reese and Feyre, mm-hmm. just so we can be clear, from the Karanam bond. So, like, truly, if you did not know, I want you to go re- back and reread the series and tell me where you find the spots because there's multiple so, points. so clear. Um, but I will say that I like the way that they do the mating kind of teases in this one especially when it comes to not hurting that person with like rowan stepping in front of her mm-hmm. that was like i mean it I will terrifies say, me but every single time they're like my yeah, and then they like blank. stop i go to the a junior like come on just say it just say it just say it say it out um okay so i will say my like okay so my beef with Aelin on the ship. Yes. Nicole and I had words about this today. Because we I... Have. We're trying We're trying our best to not hate each other for it. It's okay. Uh, oh, okay. I didn't have a problem with that. But now I no, know I you didn't. do. No, I don't. It's not that big of a deal. Well, now I think you do. I honestly don't. It's just a character in a book, Madison. I know. Good. <laughs> Madison, <laughs> it's fine. We will. It's Madison. It's seriously fine. I'm going to think about it now all the time. Oh, my God. I promise you I'm fine. If you're going to think about it all the time, I'm going to sit there and, like, come up with other things to piss you off. Because then I'll actually have something to piss you off about. 
What? I said, oh, never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> say, it, say it again. <laughs> say it one more time. Tub? Wrong. No, all that to say, when she's on the ship, yes. like when they're traveling down to Eoway, not Eoway, fucking Eoway, I just really did not like her. Like there was a large chunk in the second half of the book. Yeah. And I, I really did not like Aelin again until they went through the mirror. Like, and you know what? She's, she, oh God, that mirror scene is a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. That mirror scene is a lot for me to read. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Go ahead. I just like the whole, the whole time. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like she does have a sense of entitlement, which is kind of an, it's kind of impressive considering nobody has. Okay. Not nobody, but a lot of people have not acknowledged her as queen. Right. Which is like, I mean, like. Obviously, I said in the first part that I hate Darrow, and, like, I do – I maintain that for now. Um, but I, <laughs> I like, maintain that for now. <laughs> well, I know, like, you told me that he's going to, like – He doesn't – he, he's okay. He, yeah, he's okay. Sorry. I just – I just, like it, – it really hit me when Manon drops down on the sh- onto the ship. Yep. Um, And – Basically, Dorian's like, you know, we could, like, remove her chains. Like, I really don't think she's going anywhere. Sure. And Aelin's like, huh. Like, she clearly wants to be like, no, I say no. Yep. And, like, that just, like, pissed me off so, like, if it if it was any other book and a character did that, I'd be like, fuck you. Fuck you. But yeah, because but you're also like, very char- defensive of people like that. Yeah, but I also, like, like... I just like the way the way she just like and I understand you were saying earlier that it's like it's her ship it's her fleet and I'm just well, like and on top of the fact still, that like she has been almost killed by Manon before and the fact that she has those the teeth marks is it right. it's teeth marks right from Bobble Yellow Legs yeah but like regardless like clearly there's like I don't think, I think they're past that point. Like, when she saves Dorian, there's clearly something else at work here. And also, it's the level of, like, trust for him. Like, yeah, I mean, he, and, he, and that kind of, he like, trusts her more than I think he should, to be completely honest with you. Yes, she does save him. However, within the span of only a few days, she was still the enemy several days prior. Like, yeah, yes, she's like, now I mean, But she had, like, machinations going on in her head where she's like, Maybe I don't believe this. You're right, but they but like, don't know that. Aelin and Dorian don't know that. Dorian's just very trusting. Right, but I also feel like clearly he was right. He was right, but that doesn't mean that Aelin has to take that risk against all of the people that she's got on that boat. Okay, but then on the flip side, she takes risks for all of them all the time that put them at risk. Mm-hmm. So like, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just feel maybe like she's because not she's really like one like, of respecting those... the people around her. And like, especially when she, when she doesn't tell them of her plans and stuff, it's, it's kind of like, like I was saying earlier. I, I, I don't she, understand like, how it's a respect thing for you though. Like, I think you need to kind of go into that because honestly, she doesn't owe them anything. She really doesn't. I mean like, yes, she like, right, but like yes, but she like, like the loves them time... and stuff, but like she doesn't owe them to tell them, Hey, listen, I might be doing something that um could get me killed. Realistically, they already signed up to get killed but, when they start when they but, came to follow well, her. But 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 still at the same time, it there is it's still something that's affecting like sure they signed up to be killed, but Aiden also signed up to be like her general, to help her plan things, to mm-hmm. like do like these positions that they had, they're like not necessarily like actually being treated as if they're in that position. Like she's she makes a lot of choices for the people around her. Yeah, which is I, like I, I do un- think it's still un- very similar to like her um 
what is it? What did they talk about in this book? There was something to do with, was it this book where they talked about her? Yeah, in the very, very, very beginning. They talked about her trying to open up more, and she didn't. Basically, she didn't. No, do you want it? Okay, do you want to know what it is? There, at, it's it's at the end, not at the end. It's yeah, no, it is kind of at the end when you find out that Elena was wrong about the key because she didn't talk to people about her plans, mm-hmm. and it reminds me of that. And I was like, you're gonna make mistakes because you didn't talk to people. Yeah, and sure enough, at the end. What happens, and I understand we have to do it for the story. I'm not talking for the story. I'm talking in the story right now. Sure. Like, not for the story, in the story. I feel like if you had been open and talked about the fact that you literally knew that Maeve was coming, you could have avoided a whole world of hurt for a lot of people. Yeah, and that's, to be fair, that would be, you would literally, if you were going to do that, you have to do it with Elena too, right? Like, if you had just talked to your father about the whole... Yeah, oh, absolutely. I'm I'm pissed at Elena too. Elena is one of those characters where I'm like, I want to have sympathy for you. However... I don't. I don't have sympathy for you. And also, you you picked your line over... Well, she picks Aelin over Dorian because it's Dorian. Because Dorian's her bloodline. Like, I know that, like, she said that's not what happened. And, like, it was, like, right. leukemia well, and all that that's, stuff. That's, that's, like, that's like legit what, what it is. Like, I can't, I can't be mad at her and then not be mad at Aelin for a lot of the choices she made. Because she also does that same, like, kind of, like, I know what I'm doing. I got this covered. I got it going on. When, like, if you had talked to other people, like, it would have worked out. Like, not, not necessarily, but, like, at least there, because, like, it's kind of that thing of, like, one person in an escape room could maybe get out if they're really good at what they do. Multiple people in an escape room who typically work pretty well together, for example, her court seems to have things like pretty like sorted out, are going to be able to get out a lot quicker. And like, do I don't know, think, I just, I just, do you think I just that, feel like, yeah. Do you think that Aelin's life as an assassin is part of the reason why she will, she struggles being a leader now? What do you mean? Okay, so if you think about how Arabin treated her and how, mm-hmm. yes, she did make friends with Sam. It took a while to get her to be okay mm-hmm. with Sam, right? It takes her a little bit of time to be okay with Ansel. I mean, e- even the whole thing with Ansel is, like, because she mm-hmm. allows her that extra minute, right? Or that extra second or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that Aelin's literal always been alone kind of feeling is part of the reason why she's not a good leader now in this book? Because realistically, even in Air of Fire, she was still doing oh, shit yes, on her own. I'm sure. Right? Like, I like, feel like that, that's I'm, I'm what sure. it is, right? It's not just yeah, like she's no, a bad I, person. I, I it's mainly it's like, like her upbringing no, as no, an it's, assassin. It's a character thing for sure. It's a yeah. character thing for sure. But like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm talking in the book. I understand exactly why everything happens why, the way it does f- as a writer. Mm-hmm. But like, as... If I was in that world criticizing, if I lined them up and was like, okay, it's a roast. That, like, if, if I was sitting here and they're all being roasted by me and I got to Aelin, I would be like, yes, I understand that you have all this other shit. Mm-hmm. But it's been like, these people, if they've committed themselves to you, like, of all the people, I'm sorry, clearly, Adian. At least, at least we'll say these three. Okay. Of Adian, Lysandra, and Rowan. Correct. Okay. You're only fucking telling Lysandra things. Like, because she can be you. Well, and I think that's, that's fair. I do think, and I said this before to you, I think part of it 
if I was in Aileen's situation, I would also be trying to think about how to take more of the burden off of those people, knowing knowing what she knows. Because you're a two. Yeah, I know. I know. Just giving you a different perspective. Um, Take the burden off those people because I can imagine that if I'm Aileen and I have to tell the love of my life that I'm most likely going to die, that he's going to freak the fuck out. And I need him to be focused on what's coming next instead of focused on me possibly dying, which he already kind of has an idea of her possibly dying. But it's mainly the it's an obscure idea as opposed to her like being like, no, it's coming. Right. But like, you don't have to necessarily say like, oh, I'm going to die. I just be like, you just be like, I have a feeling that there is a cost to pay. I don't know what it is. For but isn't this that thing. still like, kind of just... lying if she knows? So it's a lie of omission compared to, I guess, a lie of omission. Yeah, it's still a lie of omission. One lie is you don't tell anybody anything. The other lie is you tell somebody enough for them to be worried, at least in my mind. Right. But 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 even regardless, like not necessarily the dying thing, because realistically, she didn't actually know that she had to die until she went through the mirror. And at that point, no, nope, I nope, the last part nope, was already. Oh, nope, nope, nope. You got to go back a little bit. Oh, well, no, I know. I know. Like when she throws up, when she throws up. Yes. But like yes. when Fenry like, says that was the more, nameless that is my was, price like, thing. More an assumption. And so, like, I'm not, she's more like, I feel like I'm going to die. Like, that's a lot different to me than, like, the p- making plans. Yeah, I think in that scene where, she, where Fenris says about Maeve and how nameless or whatever, nameless is her price or, or whatever he says. It's something about nameless. Um, that's, I think, her, that is when she knows this is what's going to happen. Because she also has that moment where Deanna says, the queen who is promised. Now, granted, you don't get the full realization. Us as the reader don't get the full realization to that until the mirror happens. But I do think Aelin puts it together. And she's like, yep, this is what's going to happen. So, um, however, in terms of that whole situation, the thing Mm -hmm. that was incredibly interesting to me, flipping over to Tower of Dawn, is when... Kaol gives the location of Skulls Bay, thinking that Aelin would never go there because, of course, she had been, like, ousted from there and almost killed, and they end up being there anyway. It's just, I love Sarah because, like, it makes so much sense in the world of the characters, but as the writer, she's sitting there like, (laughs) this is perfect. Like, this fits so well. I love this tandem read for the fact that you really can see the timelines matching up so perfectly. Like, it really did match up very well. Oh, it's very clearly, like, I can't imagine, I mean, I'll probably read Tower of Dawn again separately, and I'll read the Lork and the Lead bit separately. Um... (laughs) I don't, I'm pro, ah, yeah, 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 But, like, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, she definitely, like, won herself back for me because she, like, does make, like, kind of the ultimate sacrifice. And, yeah. like, of course, I respect that about her character and I, like, respect that about, like, that choice. And, obviously, I'm glad she saved a lead. Like. Yeah, and I think, like, I, like, I can't even imagine her picking a lead to come with her. Like, I can't even imagine her sitting there going, yeah, no, you can bring right, her. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And, like, that's kind of, like, to the point where I'm like, if you had just told people yeah. what you knew, the thing like, that also kind of just stresses other ways me this out could have gone in that moment. Okay, so like we'll just we'll just go through the re- end of Empire of Storms because it's easier, and then we'll flip over to Tower of Dawn. Um, 
in the moment where so this is after they've they're in the marsh there's all the stuff with elite and lorkin which we loved that was incredibly well done especially the stuff with vernon uh, her uncle when her uncle was there were you living oh for God, that whole when scene he saves her and she was like he was like you thought i left and i know she was like and he's like, no, I will always. <gasps> Remember, I told you, I told you, I knew instantly Elite and Lorcan would be your favorite. And that was why. That's part of, of why I knew. Of because course. like, not only is he like your type, but it's the way that he acts around her where it's like, this is absolutely the type of characters Madison clings to. So. Yes. I love the Vernon absolutely. scene, though, because I think it's very, it's impressive that Lorcan clings to Elite so quickly, considering how brutish he is for the majority of the last two books that we knew him in like mm-hmm. i mean you had said it i earlier. dead ass <laughs> i dead ass okay here's my thing i really do think that the reason the reason is because okay so like he's only ever had mave like show him Correct. affection truly. and that's not like, even not affection just, like, sexual affection but no, like they, there's no sexual form... affection from, from Maeve. well but I know that's what I'm saying. Like he's he's like fucked, but he's like fucked women. Oh yeah, so has, like, with Rowan, affection. which is what, like oh my god. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's but finding like, out the Bat no. Boys all fucked in the same room. Like that's the yes, type of level yes. that was. God. That was. I remember when that happened. I know, the and we both screenshotted still. and sent it to each other. When we're like fucking a man. Like, it's still believe? highlighted in my Kindle believe? copy. It's still highlighted. Oh in my, my god. Kindle. I'm thinking I'm gonna highlight in one of my physical copies. <laughs> you might as well. That and like that and Nesta being like, I wonder what it'd be like to have one in the front and one in the back. Literally, like, I mean, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want Azriel and Cassie in a tag team? Who now? among us? Who wouldn't? Can, like, like, Nesta's Nesta's the most relatable character for that thought and that thought alone. Absolutely. absolutely. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Everybody's like, oh my god, no, like Feyre. Oh my god, like no, like more and Amaran. I was like, no, no, no. Nesta. Nesta's the only one who's like. <laughs> Damn, I wonder what it would be like to like, fuck both of them at the same time. <laughs> and and I'm gonna like I wanna like go sit by myself and like read a lot, but also like if there'd be a hot guy here, like sometimes that I could be like bitchy too. That would also be kinda nice. She is the most relatable character I in still, the whole series. Like, no, I totally f- fuck agree. Everybody I else still get so mad when people are like, I don't like Nesta. I'm like, you're not reading Ecosif then. You're literally not because she's so relatable. No. You're a reader. She's a reader. You can literally relate to liter- her, but you're like, choosing not to. You're choosing not to relate like, to her. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Ladies, 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 if you hate Nesta, but you're a reader who also doesn't really like men, except for a couple specific ones, I'm sorry. That's not your boy. That's Nesta. Like, <laughs> that's Nesta Archeron. <laughs> no, yeah, I just like, don't, I don't buy it. But that's not, that, we're not in Ekotar today. We're in, we're in Throne of Glass. Um, yeah. Anyway, okay, regardless, so all that Alid, to say. Alid and Lorcan Alid, stuff. I think, I think the reason she can like. So, like, nobody's really shown Lorcan affection. And Elise's the first one to do it. But it's so, like, jarring to him because, first of all, she's itty-bitty. Sure, sure. Like, she is. She's very small compared to him. But, but also, it's the fact that, like, I feel like a lot of the people, like, Aelin, for instance, like, she's got the, like, swagger because she's who she is. Because she's got all the right. power. Right. And like, she's also been hardened from a lot of shit. Yeah. Manon, like, raised to be a warrior. Like, yeah. fucking Lysandra... She's magical powers too. Even Irene, magical powers. Elite I think is just even over here I being think like, even Lysandra's um, the shit that Lysandra went through as a like, uh, yeah, sex worker, right? Like that probably hardened right. a lot of. But even Lysandra. like, even just like, just like they all have these like, 
fucking attitudes because we've <laughs> always been a powerful woman. Like, and, and like, like literally everybody. And like I said, even like Irene, like she had that one bit, but she's got her magic and her magic is like, yes, I'm a fucking healer. Like fucking excuse you. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. whereas Alita is just like, I, a lot of people have been mean to me and I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> like, or, or the fact that Elaine's and, like and literally I think her, sitting there, she's like, I was trapped in a tower for fucking ever and now yes, I'm out yes, where and she's I don't like, know she's how like, to, she's, she's like, very Rapunzel-esque. She's like, she's like, I have, I have literally nothing going for me, but you don't get to speak to me like that. She's like, I have <laughs> I think, nothing to lose, and I think so that's, I will fucking that's what kick your makes, ass. <laughs> yes, and I think that's what like makes her so like great for Lor- Lorcan is because like, Sure, like Manon could handle him, but like she's she's like could handle him like, you know, there's kind of that like everybody else in this world could like do something physically to like also be combative. Elite could not. Elite could not take him in a fight. If he like literally tried to fight her, he would absolutely demolish her instantly, instantly. And just with sheer wit and like will alone, she tames him. And I think that's what's so great about him and her and like his interest in her. There is a thing, and I don't remember if it's on, like, Pinterest or whatnot, but I did see that somebody was talking about, like, a lead and, like, what she brings to the table. But a lead even questions, like, what she can bring to the table for the Oh, my court. God. Every single time she's like, what if they, like, don't want me because I'm not useful? It's like, a lead, like, they literally have been wondering where the fuck you are for three books. <laughs> like, they literally have been wondering where the fuck you are. Yeah, literally. literally. I think my favorite thing, though, is in the marsh. Not like, I mean, they've already kissed and stuff, which I loved. But um, my favorite thing in the marsh is when Aelin realizes it's her. And the first thing she does is, like, hug her, but also tell her what her mom said. That was so soft. Like, I was like, Mm -hmm. that's one of those things where I'm like, see, I love you. Because, like, you do remember shit. Like, you remember people. That's the thing about Aelin that I like. She remembers people. People that might have seemed insignificant, she remembers in the grand scheme of things. Like, she's one of those people that's like, I remember their face. I remember who they are and what they've done to help me or hurt me or whatever. And I will forever remember them. I, I love that about her. But I love that whole mm-hmm. scene in the marsh. That's an intense scene, though, because of when Gabrielle and Fenris go after Borkin. Yes. And you got excited because. Oh, my God. When Fenris bites her fucking arm. And Lorcan freaks and out. And Lorcan is like, absolutely not. And then my daddy, Gabrielle, is like, I will fucking heal her. Just like. And then Lorcan, like, makes the sacrifice and is, like, ready to die for her. <gasps> I think that's yeah, when he did said her. It. Is that when he said he wanted he wanted to go to Parenth with her? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Throw which my is, body against which the wall. Which is, in fact, one of my favorite things, too, because it's, like, he, she and offered him. he's, like, him, I wanted to go with you. I wanted yeah. to, like, go to Parenth with you. She, he wanted a home, and she offered him a home for the first time ever, somewhere that he would feel yes. safe. And yes. that that's they're so good. I know people want Manon and Alid. I get it. I love it too. I love the idea. However, Alid and Lorcan make sense. And I I just know that they make more sense I, than Manon and Alid do. Manon and Alid, though, like I understand how it could be like, oh, like, ooh, Manon and Alid. Yeah. The reality of it is their relationship is yep. so much more like older sister, younger sister that to For me would sure. re- be weird. Like it would For read sure. weird to me. For sure. And I think even even to add on to that, like Astrin is even like a lot like an older sister to her and I just can't imagine like 
Astrin being the weird one on the side who Manon's like looking Astrin at. Astrin like, is so clearly based off that girl in fucking How to Train Your Dragon with the fucking shit across her brow. <laughs> you mean Are you also kidding? named Astrid? Yes. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> that is same shit, same shapes. Same shit, same shapes. Come on, Sarah. Let's make it harder for the rest of the cast. What, what um, color is her dragon? It's like orange, right? It's not light blue. No, Keely was light blue, but that was... Um, yeah. Wait, I thought Astrid also has a blue one. Maybe it's blue. I don't know. Let's see. I'm sorry. That is the same bitch. <laughs> same bitch? No, her dragon's fucking blue nice. in How to Train Your Dragon. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got it. Her, dra- her dragon? I'm sorry. That is literally Astrid. Are, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I do love, I love Astrid. She's a very, she's a very good character in the story. She's a good, very, very good minor character. Like minor, yeah. minor, minor character. She adds enough plot that I'm just enough happy with her. Okay. So we're in the marsh. We're trying to find the lock. There's all the shit that happens with the um, Ilkin. There's all the shit that later happens um, back on the ship. At this point, Eowyn has burned for a while, and Aelin's getting blamed for it. Dorian figures out that the mirror, which is what they think, it, what the lock is, that Aelin, or not Aelin, that Elena led them to, is a fucking witch mirror, and Manon and Aelin go in it. And this is truly where I went. The first time I read this, I went, oh, I hate how this is going already. I literally read the whole thing, not knowing what the end was going to be like, and went, I hate where this is going already because so what part did you cry at? Oh, it's um, it's mainly in the scene where Aelin's getting whipped and mm-hmm. um, she's like, it must. It's honestly. Hold on. Let me find it. Let me find it. Where's the book? <clears throat> it's the part where she tells a lead to tell Rowan that they were always on borrowed time. Because mm-hmm. it to me, like, I just, I'm such a, I know, I know not everybody is like me. I fucking love Rowan. I love him so much. I cannot you imagine do. the fact that Rowan has gone through so much with the women he loves only to get so close to happiness to have it ripped out of his hands because of some bitch a thousand years ago, I get so upset. It makes me mm-hmm. hurt so badly. And when he comes back to the beach and he's looking at Lorcan and he grabs Lorcan and he goes, where is Aelin? Where is my wife? I'm done. My Every time wife. done. Every time I'm done. Because like I love that Sarah constantly does that like uh, secret wedding. But it's because I also read this recently or saw this in her live. She doesn't have a good heart she has a hard time writing wedding scenes she's like i don't know how to make them I work believe that. she's like i don't know how to make them work every time they write to w- w- sit down to write a wedding scene i don't like it and so i don't keep them in the stories and i'm like oh my god that's incredible i love that honestly big mood maybe she and shelby can chat because shelby fucking killed it yeah shelby killed but i think again it was because of the whole um it being mm-hmm. from an outside perspective sort of um but yeah, I cry. I cry in that moment, and um, it just hurts me. I mean, I don't. I don't like. I don't like how fucking vicious Maeve is. I think she's a great villain, like a great villain character. But I do not like how vicious she is. Where she's like, I knew, I knew one day you would come into this world, and I knew what I could do to fucking get you to like be mine. And I was like, oh, oh my god, that's just so, so many levels of fucked up. I can't even handle it. That's so yeah, many she's levels. Very of diabolical. Up. 
Okay. So end of this book was insane, but we get the Ansel, Ansel's people coming. We get Wendlin coming, which was fucking crazy. Um, yep. You get all of the Mycenaeans, and it's basically enough people to try to fight Erewhon and Mora. Yep. Especially since I think Ansel brought um, Melisande, right? Like the armies from Melisande? Yes. Well, she took Melisande. Yeah. Well, add a girl. <laughs> add a girl. Yep. Um, and Aelin gets put in the coffin. I do not fucking understand why she does Ansel's voice with a fucking southern accent. I didn't read this part and I didn't listen to this part, so I have, I've never okay. read it like that. Have you listened? To, did you listen to Assassin's Blade at all? No, I've read it. I read it only. Okay, go listen to Assassin's Blade sometime, or even the part when she like runs into Ansel and Ansel talks like this, and she's like, "Well, no, I don't think that's a good idea." Or like, "Bitch," she. I think she literally goes like, "What'd she say?" Yeah, she goes like, "Bitch, hey, bitch," or whatever she does. And Is I'm like, "Is it because no, of she- like where they?" I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. Well, and then and then in the fucking, what is it? The, the healer. The, the yeah. The, the healer. healer one. Irene has like a fucking like Irish accent. Like she kind of talks like this. But she does. She has a little the, bit of a lilt to her voice. But she does in Tower of Dawn. <laughs> I know. And every single time I listen to it, I'm I think that she's going to have that kind of voice again. It, and she, she doesn't. doesn't. She doesn't. I, I like no, her voice weird. better in the, in Tower of Dawn than I you know. Yeah. Anyway, um. Um. So okay, so the, well, they put her, they put Aelin in the coffin, and, and she's gonna get like yeah. abused for like several months, um, and it's sad. Cute. It's cute. Okay, yeah. Tower of Dawn, um, which was in fact Tower the rising Dawn. star okay. of this tandem raid. I'm not even gonna lie. Oh, Tower of Dawn is the shining star. Is is literally the no it, matter it's, who it is. It is genuinely if you the number of people who say they cannot read Tower of Dawn. I just I, I love you, but like, have you read a romance book lately? <laughs> Because this is a no, romance no. People book. Who, people who say they can't read Tower of Dawn have never been attracted to a frat boy. And that's the hot tea. Ooh. That's fact. That is fact. That's the, them's the facts. Because Kale is you've never the been attracted, If you've never been attracted to a juicy himbo, you oh don't like Tower of Dawn. I loved... I think it's real... Is it... It is in this scene, right? In this first... Or in the second section where they have the party... And they like get all kind of hot and heavy with all the like weird drugs. No, that's that are in part one. Oh that's well, that was one, one of my favorite sure. scenes of the whole book. But I wanted to point that out again. Um, yeah. Okay. No, that was definitely in part one. Sartak. <gasps> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Sar attacked my heart and made I it his. Truly loved the whole Stygian spider. What I can't remember what they call them. Oh, the... it's like kata, 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 ki, 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 It's cool. <laughs> it looks kia, cool in writing. Kara. It's like, hold on. It looks cool um, in the writing. Um, I'll, I'll pull it up. I like this whole line of thought there because this is one of those things where, again, when I did this read the first time, I did uh, Empire Storms and then I couldn't couldn't wait to jump into... Karnkui. Okay. I was pretty close, honestly, for just pulling that out of my ass. So when I did this the first time, I did Empire of Storms, and then I did Kingdom of Ash, and I had to eventually go back and read Tower of Dawn. Now, it is so brutally important to read Tower of Dawn, because the shit they reveal in Tower of Dawn... Oh, the whole Maeve thing. The whole Maeve thing. And you have to know that because of the spiders. Like, that's the cool... And, And the fact that, like, okay, okay... Irene, 
her ability, what she's able to do to the Valg. Like, that whole thing is so fucking crucial to Kingdom of Ash. It's not even funny. So it's like, I get when people I just, are like... I have a feeling there's going to be a she saves the day moment. So um, there's a whole thing with this story that I think is very, very, very important. And I think the way... We've talked about this a little bit. The way that Sarah writes Kaol's disability, his like his injuries and how it goes yes. about it. The fact that like he gets to a point with Irene where they're able to get him walking again, which is a fucking amazing scene. That scene made me like tear up. It's so good. Also because it's of the so guilt. Good. Yes, the guilt is so good. I, she <laughs> oh writes guilt so well. She is such a good guilt writer. Like I love, I literally love guilt scenes. And this one is so good because the way that he like, uh, like verbally, uh, like, uh, you know, shits on her for a minute. And then he's like, oh my God. And then he immediately. Yes. yes. You want to know what scene it's like? Tell it's me, like Madison. in season one of New Girl when Schmidt's like when they're arguing about fixing things and Schmidt's like I'm sorry that you chose not to finish law school I'm sorry that you're just just a loser and he like stops and me and he's like I didn't mean that and Nick's like no you said what you said and he like goes off and like obviously it's fine because it's like New Girl yeah. but it reminded me of that or <laughs> it's right. like right we're like where Irene's like no 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 you meant it even if you were saying it about you because like i just love i love being in both of their point of views for a minute there because you get him for the most part until he walks and then it's her point of view and i'm just sitting i literally was sitting there the whole time going this is iconic this is so iconic they're such a good couple couple. they're such a good couple i love them so so much. much they are literally like if i have to like it i just they're so good okay the whole thing with him being able to walk, though, they yes. get to a point where he's able to walk. And at the end of the day, there's a whole thing at the very end of this book where he's tied to Irene. And yeah. OK, so I got I got words about this part. OK, Um, I first of all, I knew that something bad was going to happen because I do know that he has to, like, his he, he gets tied to her, like, abilities. Correct. And so when he, like, was, to- when they totally healed him, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, but also, mm. And then when, when the, um, Vogue princess? Yes. Attacks, I think it was a princess, atta- yes. Yeah, I want to say attacks him through Duva, which I knew. I mm-hmm. knew it. <laughs> du- Duva killing her sister, by the, by the way, that's the spoiler of Tower of Dawn. Duva is the one that kills Tumalun, which is really sad. Um, Duva, yeah. but like the Valg part of du- Duva that gets taken over <laughs> because of the the ring that's sent to her via Erewhon. Mm-hmm. Um, I, horrible. Yeah, but like when she, you know, gets him again mm-hmm. and he like... It's so very clear that you're like, this is, you can't come back from this. Uh-huh. Like, you can't come back from this. But it's the way where they, she never has to go back and be like, it'll be okay. It'll, like, it's not going to be okay. But, like, he doesn't mourn it at all. He's like, yeah. fucking great. If I get to live and be with you? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Like, so, the number of people <sighs> that have complained about this stuff, I, I just, I genuinely wonder what the, what the actual complaint is. Because when we get to that scene where he's like, I don't need to have the ability like, to walk if I have you. I'm still that mean is, when exactly. I'm using a fucking wheelchair. Like, he that doesn't change so my He spent so much worth. time rehabbing himself. 
in this book yeah. that by the end of it, he's okay with not being able to walk. He knew no, going there I... to begin with was a long shot. The fact that he even got the opportunity to do that. And he, I just, I just, it really bothers me when people are like, it's not representative. And I'm like, okay, but like, it doesn't have to be 100%. Think, it's like he's I trying. I think it like, kind this of is, a, is, though. It is. It is in a way. It's not exactly. Because, because like, yes, he's okay. not. He still has the ability to walk, whereas a lot of people that are, you know, have the inability well, but, to walk, but I should some, say. But, but the thing of it is, though, is that I know there are some people, and, like, obviously I have no room to speak as, like, an able-bodied person. Correct. But I do feel like as somebody who, like, you know, broke a serious bone or whatever and, like, the rehab of that, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously not comparable at all to a spinal injury and, like, paralyzed you know whatever but i feel like there's a big difference in this story between like being born with a disability mm-hmm. and an accident causing a disability because like i said like as somebody who broke my ankle i like i worked hard to rehab it to get mm-hmm. most of my mobility back and yeah. i just think that's what he's doing i think you know, we see all those videos of people who were in, like, car accidents, like, trying to, like, learning how to walk again so they mm-hmm. can walk down the aisle at their wedding. Yep. This is the same thing. It's, like, I think it's, I think it's in many ways very indicative of a lot of people's healing journeys after accidents like that. And obviously and- there are plenty of cases where that's not the situation, but I do feel like so often, like, people, like, the same people who are being, like, that's not legitimate and obviously, right. like able-bodied people correct being like that's not legit like whatever are the same people who are like oh my god look at this guy he's walking he like was able to stand up and dance with his wife at at her wedding or whatever you know what i mean like and i just don't think sarah i think sarah did an amazing job the amount of like rehabilitation research she must have done to do this book alone i just can't i would love to like pick her brain (laughs) just i would love to hear like the process because it's so great that right from the start of this book, you know, this is not just a healing journey of the body. This is a healing journey of the mind and the soul. The amount of stuff that I thought about in terms of Kaol's, like, relationships in general, mm-hmm. especially as he gets closer to Irene, um, the way that he talks about Aelin in the very end when he's like, I know that I hurt her. However, she hurt me too. Like, she yeah. hurt me because she was off in, in Wendland, well, you know, Dornell too, but like mm-hmm. she was off there and she fell in love and I resented her for that because she promised to come yeah. home to me and like he waited for her. He's he's incredibly loyal. Um it's mm-hmm. another reason why um I, I'm just I very much like loyal men. I don't know what that is about, but um I think that Kale's journey in Tower of Dawn is so fucking important because you just have a better version of Kale now. You have such yeah. a better version of him than you did in Kingdom of, uh, not sorry, Kingdom of Ash and Queen of Shadows, where he very much is a broken person. And all the shit with like his men, like the people that he had to see strung up on the, like the castle, like that fucks with a person so deeply. Yeah. And he does so much work. And by the end of the story, I love that him and Irene are just so close. And I just, I could not. Mm-hmm. The desert scenes are impeccable oh my god when they're in the fucking desert mm-hmm. i that whole scene mm-hmm. like first of all her pushing hassar in the water gave <laughs> i knew you were, i joy. knew you were gonna love that it made me so pleased i was like you fucking deserve this you bitch mm-hmm. i i still don't like her even at the end of this i still don't like her okay. like but I, like yeah. caution and um what's her name renia being like laughing to like diffuse yeah, the to, situation like, save ass. yeah mm-hmm. 
Um, and then when they fuck. Oh my god. You know KL fucks good. I'm sorry. You like I know it in my soul that he can find the clip. No, he can. The fact that they had the fact that they slept together like oh god, I don't even remember how many they said like seven or eight times like in that one night alone. They just kept going and going and I going. Like, and I would, too. I would, too. I'm not going to lie to you. If I was with Kale that whole time and I fell in oh love with God. him, oh, my fucking God, I would. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Ooh. And, like, Ooh. oh, my God, he's built. Like, he's built. Oh, my God. That no, man is I, built. He, my favorite part, my like, one of my Loki favorite parts is when he, like, stands up, when he in the summer stands up, and she's, like, he is so much taller than me. Yeah, um, no, their sex scenes were great because here's the thing. I was expecting it to be similar to um the way that Dorian and Manon and Aelin and Rowan's were, were kind of as fade to black, but like you get Irene's perspective and it's just still going. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> oh and my god. Like, oh yes, oh yes, 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 yes You're yes, like, yes, holy yes, shit, yes. that's incredible. Yeah, um no, I'm into it. Also, the way that she described, like, when Irene's, like, completely undressed and just wearing the locket, I was so into that. It wasn't even funny. I was so into she that. She is just so hot. Oh, my God. And I was what? like, for what? For what? She's so hot. She's so... It's my so favorite hot. fan art of her. Hold on. I'll send is it, it the you. one that's by Morgana save. Anagram? Anagram? When she's, like, kind of, like... <gasps> yes! Where she's all very yeah. beautiful and golden and just, like... Yes, oh, all my girls God. Like, beautiful. Oh, my God. It's yes. it's truly it's truly a miracle that anybody in um, the Southern Continent was able to, like, be around Irene and not just fall at her feet. Because, like, I absolutely stunning. She's so... Literally, she's so beautiful and for what? And so intelligent. So <sighs> intelligent. Clever girl. The fact that, like, okay, so... Great, great little scene that Madison and Madison texts me on. <laughs> so then after they fucked and they're about to go back the next day and then they get there and there's like the note from Nesrin, right? And um he like freaks the fuck out again and like makes her leave and she's like, oh, and she like fucking leaves and she's like, I got mm, motherfucker. And then she goes into the bathing chambers, right? The like cave system in yeah. uh, the Tori name. She finds the bell. She finds ancestor. the bell of her ancestor. But in those moments I was sitting there, I'm like, this is why Irene is just like Irene is the best. Irene is just She's Irene the is fucking best. Like top tier. Irene is top tier. Just I love her so much. I love her immensely. Um okay, so that whole thing with Kale and Irene though, I just loved that when she was like what he's like what do you want me to call you or whatever like what do you want to be to me? And she's just like, I don't, I don't know, something important, I guess. <laughs> something where I get to yell at you. And yeah, he was and he's like, like, I have the perfect plan. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, yeah. Oh my God, yes. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, oh my no, God, yes. That, like, I truly, mm. really did love this book for the fact that it's so much like a romance novel. It is so much like a romance novel. It it's is a, a fantasy, fantasy romance. romance novel. Yeah, it's more yeah, than, more absolutely. so than any of the other, like, this had very much a come off energy. In the yeah, way that, like, time. it's a romance, like, healing type of thing. This had very much mm-hmm. Akomoff energy. Um, yeah, I just, You like, could even argue that it has Akosif energy because it's the same type of thing where, like, they're healing and they're falling in love. Like, that's, like, the mm-hmm. whole concept for them. Um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoy this one. Nesrin just... and Sartak, though. <sighs> okay. When he's about to be ye- When he's about Excuse to be me, yeeted sir. away by the spiders. <laughs> yes! And he's, like... 
from like the moment I heard about you, I was in love with you. I like, like I'm sorry. I was like the biggest simp, the biggest simp. I just oh, um not to be to... dramatic, but the fact that I got both long long hair, Sartak, <gasps> and shoulder and length hair, Sartak. I was I like we Sarah has blessed me. Sarah J Moss blessed me. Sartak is that type of man that you're not expecting mm-hmm. to come into the story and just be a powerhouse. Um, the. Morgana Anagram, one of him too. Yes, he's so hot. Oh my god, he's so hot with the he little so braid going down. Wood. Oh my god. Oh my god, with the braid. Oh my god, with the braid. Oh my god, with the braid. Oh my god. And a sword. Like. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. He's so attractive. It's not even funny. The like, thing that really like gets you, me about Sartek is how soft he is. It's just how soft he is. Like he could be just as bad as his brother Argon. He could be kind of standoffish, mm-hmm. like Caution, but he is just so nice. He's so nice. He is so. And his, like, he seems like, I mean, obviously we know at the end of this book he gets named um, the heir. And, like, the way that that all goes down like, I think is amazing. Are you kidding? I, truly, I, the entire time I reread Tower of Dawn I was thinking about this because I had seen that photo after I, think, I had I read think Tower about, of Dawn. I think about this photo of him and also her art of Lorcan where he's like. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All the dark one. The time. Uh-huh. That love, and then wait, hold on. I'll send you my other favorite Lorcan. Oh my god! And then her Gabriel love, art too. Honestly, how she has drawn every single character in this book is how I picture them. They're very, they're very. I mean, even Fenris like her, is very good. Like her it's Adian, very her good. Gabriel, her Gabriel looks exactly like how Adian's, he does in my head. Okay, I know this sounds weird, but Adian's eyes on that face are very creepy to me. I think he looks almost ghostly in a way. It's very <laughs> weird. Because Gabriel's are I like just, oh, more hazel, golden kind of vibe. You know ugh. what I mean? But then like. Obviously, Adian has the ash river eyes, so it's that bright blue with that little bit of gold in there. And he just looks... I mean, he very much does look like Aelin, but a boy. Like it's, Oh, and it's, his Borte... Her Borte art? <gasps> I love Borte. I would... Seriously, I would give up my left testicle that I would have to grow for Borte. She's I so like... great. She's a minor character, but she felt like main cast. Do you know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, just, just to, to, to like credit morgana anagram have you seen her rolf yes yes uh, i have they're honestly <laughs> i think my favorite thing you sent me though was the ren elsbrook one where you're like um he's hot he's and i went hot. no 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 he's hot he's hot um oh my god okay everybody, okay everybody in this fucking series is so hot and for what and for what um the thing with sartek and esrin in the uh in the forest I loved all the concept of the Fae being there. I thought that was really cool and a really yeah. unique touch to it. Because, like, you're thinking when they go to the Southern Continent, it's just, like, all these people that you have no idea about. But yeah. realistically, like, the Fae were there before. And you have all the healers, mm-hmm. which is, like, oh. And I like that K.L. and Irene are trying to figure out this mystery. But also, Nesrin oh, yeah. and Sartek are figuring it out at the same time. It's really cool. It's a really cool parallel between the two. The whole thing is just... It's kind of immaculate. Mm. Um, The thing with... The thing with the I knew Stygian she was going to get her own rook. And I love that it was that one. The specific one that like lost its rider who mm-hmm. was older. That was really yes. sweet. That was really sweet. Um, the thing that really freaks me out, though, is when they go to f- get the babies, like to get the hatchlings, right? And the spider like stabs it. And I went, oh, I literally was list- reading. To the- <laughs> I think I was listening to it at that point. And I went, no, <laughs> no, it was, it was 10 times worse listening to it. I swear to God. I literally was 10 times worse just... listening to it. Because those things also, freak me out. Spiders freak me out in so, general. This, 
this is so bad. Every time Falcon was in his little mouse form and he was like chewing her ropes, my mind was playing Reaper Cheap's theme from Prince Caspian. Like, I'm glad that's where your mind went because my mind mind went to the cartoon version of the Tale of Despero. Okay, so we both picked very similar but different mouse mice. I think mine's uh-huh. worse though because mine's definitely more Yours animated. Is <laughs> Mine is yeah. definitely well, more animated. Cheap is definitely not a real three no, you're foot right. tall mouse, but it does look more realistic than he does. He does than he a fucking tear of Despero fucking mouse looked. I fucking love Reepicheep, and his little. Oh my god, my favorite part about Reepicheep, just saying, is that he has that little ring that sits mm-hmm. around his one ear so he can have a feather, mm-hmm. and when he's and when his tail is cut off, and he's like. I wouldn't dare ask for more tail. <laughs> you know, they give it to him. And he's like, ah. <laughs> like, look. <laughs> I, I got so one. Um. <clears throat> okay. Yes, I loved. I loved that they kept Falcon, like, kind of cl- close to the breast, but like, um, mm-hmm. under wraps. That yes. whole scene though is very stress-inducing, and I love that Nesrin's able to convince that spider to just fucking tell her the story about Maeve. Being the fucking queen of the Valg. I'm sorry. Also, uh, the idea... So, like, if I remember correctly, the whole premise is that Mab and Mora are just sisters. And then she was like, no, no, I'm going to play with your minds to convince you that you have a third sister. Yes. Yeah. That's bitch. her gift. That's been her gift the entire time. Like, she's able to, like, make, I guess, almost illusions, but, like, manipulations so of the mind So to... she's evil Scarlet Witch. Oh, yeah, big time. And the thing that they said that's really crazy to me is that she only had to do it to enough people that eventually, as more people got older, that was just normal. That was just normal life. That's the story that was passed down. Exactly. Wow, that's kind of indicative of something else that just happened to us this past weekend. Um, It was just normal. (gasps) (laughs) It was just normal. I know you'll see somehow the world will change for me and, and be so, so wonderful. wonderful. <laughs> dang, dang, dang. No, live life. Breathe air. I know somehow we're going to get there yeah. and be so wonderful. So um, that whole scene is really crazy because I think one of my favorite things reading Kingdom of Ash, because, I again, I did Empire of Storms and then jumped into Kingdom of Ash, I think you have to get at least several chapters into Kingdom of Ash before they mention it again, that Maeve is, like, the queen of the mm-hmm. fog. And the first time I read it, I went, oh, shit, I missed something in Tower of Dawn. <laughs> I literally went, oh, shit, I missed something. Oh, shit, I yeah. missed something. <laughs> and that was when I got pissed at myself. But, um, no, that's one of my favorite things. And I love, I love the ending when they, like, you know, figure out all this stuff with Duva and there's all the things going on in the, like, downstairs and all that shit mm-hmm. in, the, in the catacombs or whatever. I love the very end, though, when Sartek goes to Nesrin's home and he got her fucking family for it her. Reminds, it reminds me of literally every, like, Cinderella scene mm-hmm. when she's at home and he comes and he's like, surprise, I, the royal one, am here. Because I love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. every every single time. I agree. And like, I think the thing about Like, Sartak, and ever after. Yes. And I think the thing about Sartak, too, in that scene is it's just, like, 
this is once again why you're the softest man in the entire entire SGM universe. The softest man. I love him so um, The fact that he and his siblings kind of give you that idea that maybe they won't participate in what the Coggin has, yeah. what the Coggin like in general has done. The Coggin is like, yeah, Sartak's heir. Like, the way that it goes down where he's like, yeah, if you don't go to war, I'm just fucking leaving anyway. I'm taking them. I don't care. Like, I was like, you're such a badass. You're such a badass. Oh, you're such a badass. badass. And it's just like, oh, you're so hot. And for what? <laughs> and for what? That's what the title what? of this episode's called. And for what? No, for it's what? not. But still. <laughs> Everybody's so hot. And for what? And for what? Um, you know, it's got to be the tandem part, too. I know, unfortunately. But it would have been cool to call it something else. Uh, well, maybe we can call it that if I ever come up with a better title episode for, or episode title for yeah um Mm -hmm. so the end with them all going i like that hassar tells them that like she got aelin's note because that's another tie-in to empire of storms and hassar's like i'm going with you i'm Uh bringing all my ships and you're like holy fuck you got all of them plus a thousand rooks that's a fucking lot of people also Mm -hmm. what was i just about to say Never mind, it just slipped my brain completely. And that, you know, Kale and Irene are married by the end. It was good. <laughs> yes. <was> good. <laughs> oh, no, it was about that. It was, it's, it's, it's him seeing the note and being like, oh, I have a story for you. I know, isn't that <laughs> so cute? Because, like, she doesn't know. She never knew. And it's like, so, we all knew. We all knew. Oh, right, but, like, of course we knew. But she doesn't. And it's so soft because obviously, you know, she, the thing that really I love too with, like, Irene asking about Aelin in the very Mm -hmm. like end of I think it was in this half of the book about Aelin and like his relationship with her and the way that they talk about it he's like no I I don't love her anymore like the way that I used to but like I just love how much he loves Irene he really like Mm -hmm. he really do be loving Irene and it's like it's so perfect for both of them because Irene needs somebody who won't take her shit but like will give it back just as much and kale is exactly the same way like kale needs somebody to put him in his place and irene will fucking mm-hmm. do that and i just Big love time. them i love them they're so good they're so good they're so so good okay mm-hmm. anything else on these books because that was that's a lot there's a lot of books here yeah, there's a lot no, of books i think i think that's it i mean literally just lurking in the lead just Lorcan and Aline. I say, as I wear all black with my dark ass hair, <laughs> Just Lorcan cosplaying Aline. as Lorcan. I will say the one thing that I love sorry, about sorry, this Sorry, sorry, end... sorry, sorry. Excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> the one thing is I she will Arrow love... or is she Lorcan? <laughs> the one thing I love at the very, very end of Tower of Dawn mm-hmm. is the Fireheart chapter, where you see what's going on with Maeve and, and in, Aelin, and you're like... the coffin. Oh, it's not good. Yeah. She's not not doing good. good. She ain't doing well. She's not well. No, she's not well. And you know that as you start Kingdom of Ash, shit's about to hit the fan. (laughs) Yeah. So be prepared, everyone, if you haven't read Kingdom of Ash. Nothing bad ever happens to the (laughs) Galathinius's. Yeah. I was wrong. (laughs) Same shit. Same shit. Same shit. Yeah, nothing bad ever happens to the Kennedys. (laughs) Literally (laughs) the same. Nothing bad ever happens to Terrasin. Poor Terrison, man. Terrison's just like, listen, we had Fey people and we were we were trying to live our life and Maeve was an asshole and now Erewhon's an asshole and just everyone's an asshole to us. Terrison's like, is it so hard to leave me and the pine trees alone? <laughs> I just have woodland animals and Fey. Can I please be left mm-hmm. alone? <laughs> Jesus. And the tiny mm-hmm. and the little folk. The little folk. 
they're just like we just want to be happy yeah. and you're fucking us up yep. anyway okay so ratings five 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 out of five for all well yeah i mean empire of storms not my favorite out of the series but as like a book if i were reading it not next to tower of dawn five still yeah like i this is part of the reason why i still so like tower of dawn is very clearly a very good winner here and i think Getting the Tower Dawn is the better book out of the two, but yes. I also know that if I was reading Empire of Storms by itself, I would be like, "This is a perfect book." No, it absolutely yeah. is. It absolutely is. Um, the thing about the whole the whole series, like Tower of Dawn, mm-hmm. for me was one of those ones where I'm like, "Yes, I love it." Tandem Reed hits so much different for me because the stress level that I got from it, which I am such a masochist in the way that, like, I don't like reader anxiety, but I will do it every time. Um, yep. And this book, Tandem Read, is so much reader anxiety for me. It's not even funny because the endings of this book is normally like, okay, you have like most Sarah J. Moss's, most of Sarah J. Moss's books, the last hundred pages plus are always chaos. Always chaos. It does not matter what the Mm -hmm. fuck book it is. It's always chaos. Look at Crescent City. Crescent City's ending alone was fucking chaos. Um, But this Tandem Read makes you basically have 300 pages plus of pure unadulterated chaos like literally just chaos yep. so that being said i think i have to look at the big picture here and i have to change up some of my rankings of the series be prepared okay. this is big shit people so it goes king okay. used to go queen of shadows follow no, yeah queen of shadows followed by empire of storms we got to change it now we have to go queen of shadows Tower of Dawn, Empire of Storms, Air of Fire, Kingdom of Ash, Throne of Glass, Crown of Midnight. In I'll that be order. Honest. It will always be Crown of Midnight and Throne of Glass at the bottom. Yeah. I know that Kingdom of Ash and Empire of Storms will always probably be near the top mm-hmm. because of the Lork and Elite shit, because that's the only <laughs> time I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and then like Tower of Dawn, those would probably be. My, like, top three, just because they give me those things that I want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, then probably Air of Fire because of the whipping scene. And the guilt. Literally <laughs> that alone. Their relationship. Mm-hmm. And then probably Queen of Shadows and then Throne of Glass. And then... I just... Crown for me, Night. Queen of Shadows is just so fucking great. It's just so much. There's so much There's so much in there that I love. There's so much in there with, like, the Arabin thing and all the shit with mm-hmm. Rowan and Elite. Or not Rowan and Elite. Jesus. Rowan and Aelin. I know, right? That'd be weird. Um, that would really <laughs> not work. Like, it would be really not good. The thing about... Okay, hear me out. The thing, the thing about Aelin and Rowan that I like, even though Rowan is, quote, unquote, not the most entertaining character, um, I think that they balance each other very well. Aelin and Rowan balance balance each other very well, and um, yeah, she can't they, be. No, they do. She can't be with somebody who's equally as fucking cuckoo bananas. Correct. Like Dorian is just as cuckoo. Like I love him. <laughs> Dorian, Dorian is chaos. Dorian literally said, "Okay, I want my first time having sex with a witch to be BDSM." <laughs> like <laughs> also Phantom Hands, Daddy Phantom Hands. Holy fuck, that awoke something. Sorry, in me. sorry. Daddy Phantom Hands or Danny Phantom Hands? Same thing. Same thing. Tell me, tell me that. Tell me that Dorian and Danny Phantom before he goes into like the Phantom mode are not the same person. 
Phantom mode. I couldn't remember what it's fucking called. It's been a while since I watched Danny Phantom. So when Ghost he's up, Danny Fenton. Yes. It's fucking Dorian yeah. Havillard. Same person. Or just black hair, blue eyes. Same person. Just like how, and I hate to be this way, Asriel and Dorian, same person. Copy paste. I wouldn't say that. Okay, temperament wise, maybe not, but description? The only well, difference I is mean, like the eye color, Madison. They're same hair length, same body type. Just one has wings and one has hazel eyes. You could argue that about literally. Lorcan, yes. Oh, absolutely. Cassian no, it's copy paste. It's absolutely copy paste. It's copy paste. It's copy paste. It's copy paste. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The women are the most every, dynamic. Everything I've ever tried to write in my whole life has just been copy-pasting, girl. <laughs> the women in Sarah's books are the most not copy-paste. The three main physically, characters. Physically, are... no. Right, right, right. Physically. Physically, no. Physically, no. <laughs> Emotionally unsound. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're all Emotionally very much unsound. unhinged. Okay. Um, uh, what am I going to say? No. Okay. Um, bookends? Ready for Bookends? Yeah. Cool. As you mentioned at the start of this podcast. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Fucked up. One more time. One more time. <clears throat> okay. Um, wherever you're listening to this show, but specifically Apple Podcast listeners, please give us a rating and a review. That is how you get the word out about our show. Um, if you're not familiar with Apple Podcasts slash you do not have an iPhone, um, you can actually download the Apple Podcast app and still give us a rating and review. You can also do it on the desktop, so you don't have to have an iPhone to be able to access the reviews there. I just don't think anything else in the world of the podcasting community does reviews the way that Apple Podcasts does, so that's part of the reason nope. why we pushed that one. So please, please, please mm-hmm. consider giving us a rating and a review. It should only take you like two minutes, so just take a little bit out of your time and do it. Yep. We also have a Patreon that you can donate to. Hell yeah, we and do. And yeah, there's two people that you can hang out with on there. And Along they with us. <laughs> are super cool. They super are. rad. It's going to be great. We love to see it. There's lots of fun prizes and rewards for different tiers. Each tier has different things going on with it. Uh, that's patreon.com forward slash lower your volume. Mm-hmm. Always linked Don't in the play. description. So you can always go click and go mm-hmm. right there. <clears throat> always. Always, um, always. Also, social media. We have a ton of social media. You social can needs. follow us on Instagram and TikTok at lower your volume pod. That is probably where you're going to find us more often than not. We also Correct. have a Twitter account that is at LowerPod. You can still reach out to us on there. We will be there. We're just not as yeah. active. We'll respond. We'll respond. And then the final place you can find us is Facebook. We do have a Facebook page. It's Lower Your Volume Podcast. Um, basically, give us a follow on all of those and feel free to interact with us whenever you'd like. We literally respond to DMs all the time. Um, all this, day. That is, you know, to say that in the future, if we get to the point where we can't respond to DMs all the time, we'll let you know. So I'll just make that announcement now in case in case we get to a point where we have so many people trying to message us that we can't respond. It's not that we don't love you. It's that we got to a point that we can't do it anymore. But right now, we are at a good place. You can message us and we will respond. Yes. And last but not least, we do have an email uh, that you can send shit to. I literally don't care. Honestly, send me Lorcan fan art. I just burped. I'm so sorry. Okay, and <laughs> just didn't realize. I just came out. It was a brah. It's one yeah, of your. It was one world. of your burps. <laughs> it was one of your John bah. Mulaney burps. Yeah, I burp like John Mulaney when he's pretending to be a kid, being like. Bah. It's my favorite. Um, but yeah, we do have an uh, email that you can send it to. Literally, do not care. Send us whatever you want. Don't give a crap. Um, 
Yeah. Slowerevaluingpodcast at gmail.com. How Not gonna lie, I have to go to the bathroom yeah. pretty bad. Cool. Then let's wrap this up. Um, uh, talk wordy to me. And don't forget to go book yourself. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Uh, oh, Kane Mamash. Next week, probably. Possibly. Probably. Yeah. Okay. I'm guessing. Probably. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you and goodbye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.